This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. gang we are joined by the philadelphia pharaoh the five-star john's general the dalai lama of peace and love the oppenheimer of optimism there's confirmed no cap at all caps the governor of graphics the brotherly love baron the duke of call of duty the haribo head honcho <laughs> founder and designer of all cap studio saeed ferguson saeed what's good yes sir just what's remember all caps when you spell the man name what's good <laughs> wow. bro <laughs> Why is it What's the first time of Doom reference in a minute comes from Larry? That's mm, backwards. Dude, I just mm, found food? out that that was the song. I didn't Wait, realize really? he had a song. Yeah, I just, someone, I think my friend Sean said, text that to me the other day. It was like, dude, he has a song called All Caps. I didn't Mad I didn't Villain? That was the thing. You never listened? And I, I, I didn't tap in. I thought that's why you, I thought that's why the brand earlier was called Cheetos, Doritos, Fritos, and you had to change it. <laughs> you had to pivot. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even I'm not even a fucking nerd like James. I like good rap. I know Saeed and I like good rap, but that's it. Yo, Mad Villainy is fucking ill, dude. Yeah, Lawrence doesn't is that outro? Wait, is that the quickest we've ever determined outro music on a podcast within the first minute? Yeah, easily. Wow. Before yeah, Saeed even spoke. Damn. <laughs> We're on fire, baby. Saeed, speaking of being on fire, uh, you are a young, stylish go-hard, dude. So we want <laughs> we to we do a fucking fit check. And the question for you, sir, when you walk us through the totality of your fit to the audience at home, we haven't done this for, for a minute now. So let's come back yeah. with the vengeance. Okay, okay. Vengeance like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Do you want to go top down or bottom up? Up to you. Bottom up, bottom Hell up. Hell yeah. Fuck cops. Bottom Fuck 12. <laughs> we are not going to defund your ass. Yeah. <laughs> defund the cops. All right. Bottom up, we have, I got a 990s, New Balance 990s. Uh, that's like my default. It's like, Wait, I just, how do you uh, feel about Antonio hating New Balance? Dude, I, 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 I hate that he hates New Balance. I'm, t- I'm team New Balance all the way. I've Yo, been- so is New Balance, so what's the deal with New Balance? Is New Balance canceled because of progressive shopping apps? Like, what's the deal? It dude? is. And Saeed, can you fill me in? What, what yeah, do let's, I, ask, let's ask our guest. Yeah, Saeed, are you, so you're I, good. Like, like, the, like I, I wear it from a standpoint, like, culturally, like, where, like, North Philly is, like, a very, like, standard. Like, that's where you, like, if you're a dude from North Philly, like, you see the 990 all the time. It's just, like, a cultural staple. And that's why, and, like, that's probably the exclusive, like, the only uh, New Balance that I wear. And, and it's for that reason. But B4? New Balance has a company. Uh, I'm wearing B4. I either go between the the B4 was like the one I, I purchased most, but I do like the B3 a lot too. Uh, I do have a uh, yeah. Can't do B5. Can't do B5. No, V um, five is trash, dude. I think everyone that V right, fives aren't trash. James and I were lucky enough to be gifted the EG New Balance V fives. They're they're cool. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely rate V. I go. I don't know. I love your James. I go three, four, five uh, in descending order. Yes, I actually agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay, I agree. so that's seven. Um, are you are you wearing them in the crib? Are you wearing them in the crib, Saeed? Uh, I was out, so I just had them on. But like in the crib, I usually just wear like some uh, some slippers. I've been wearing the eighteen slippers a lot. In the crib. Hell yeah! Oh, like the hotel joints, the hotel mm-hmm. slippers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Slippers. Hell yeah! Big fire. Okay, um, moving on up. Wait, can then, I ask a question about New Balance real quick in Philly? So yeah, it's like yeah. kind of like DC. It's like a culturally, that's the shoe of the city. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and something like um. At least very specific. I want to say very specific to like North Philly for sure. Okay. Uh, 
and it's like something I grew up seeing. So I was just like, for me, it's just that that's what grays, like gray or blue or black or anything. The grays are my favorite, and then the all blacks are right behind it. Okay, all blacks right behind it. I'm wearing the all blacks today. If you could collab with a sneaker, would it be the 990? Probably be the 990. How would you freak it? Yo, would you freak it? Don't tell Antonio, bro. Chion Goli's going to be fucking <laughs> yeah. he, 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 was, he hates the <laughs> balances for some reason. He hates that. He does. He does. He does. I don't know what's good with that. I got to talk to him about that. Got to get him yeah, on bro. Team New Balance. NB. Uh, I don't know how I would customize them. I have no idea. I have no They're idea. Weirdly, uh, just to kind of throw in, you know, to, to, to piggyback on Florence's point about how, like, they're, I don't know, like, the, the founders, whatever, whatever, like, is a huge Republican. Uh, I learned that in, in Germany, like cool people don't really wear New Balance because a lot of neo-Nazis wear New Balance because of the big N. Oh, come on. Bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get out of here. Jesus I don't know what Christ. to tell you. I mean, that's obviously not, that's not obviously not their choice. It's just that this subculture, whatever, of fucking assholes has co-opted the John. Well, now New Balances are ruined forever when I see the end. God damn. <laughs> but I will say, I think that, that the deal with New Balance is that it's like the CEO, it's like his grandfather or his father, yeah. and he's like on the board, and he's donating oh, the It's an it. old ass, yeah. racist ass cracker. You know, it's going it's to happen. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Fuck um, white people, bro. You know the vibes. Been saying that for you. Been saying that on the pod for years. We need, yeah, we need we need the we need the new generation of NB to step up uh, once this old sure. motherfucking racist dies. All right, moving on up from the feats. Oh yeah, socks. All right, uh, socks. I'm wearing like just I, I just exclusively wear all white socks, and I just go with champion. Uh, okay. Like no branding, all white champion socks, and then pants. I'm wearing what what length sock? Yeah. Uh, long, usually like a very long sock. Long, like, he said long, extendo, so cat. Yeah, the tubies. The it juicy tubies. Like, it goes like, it hits the cat. It's, yeah, like, it's like a lot, like, I don't wear shorts, I can't, short socks are very uncomfortable. Yeah, my man walks in the foot locker, he goes, give me the long socks, bro. <laughs> give, me them, <laughs> give, me them, give me them long boys. <laughs> yeah, the long boys, dude. <laughs> the foot locker. What kind of, what, what, are you wearing shorts right now in the crib? Wait, are you, okay. I'm team pants. Oh, in the crib? Uh yeah, and just like in life, bro. What's your <laughs> like, what's your AC? What's your AC bill looking like? Yeah, dude, <laughs> <be> robust. <laughs> you're fucking. Uh, you're, it's, it's what temp- dude, I just I, I just you don't know where this is. Lo- Lower? Uh, we're I'm at uh, I'm at seventy. I'm at seventy right now. And you're in pants? I'm in yeah. pants. Free your <laughs> <all> Yeah. Bro? <laughs> no. I'm wearing shorts right now. Who's wearing shorts? James, yeah, you wearing shorts? Chuck, Chuck, you wearing shorts? Chuck, Chef, are you wearing shorts? Oh, I'm out weight here. We're in pants today. Damn, we went three what? for four. You know how good that would have been if we had gone four Dude, for four and we dunked on Saeed? I would have changed immediately. <laughs> I would have went, went bottomless. <laughs> you don't wear like, you don't wear like, like baggy. You, you just don't wear shorts. I mean, Philly, it gets wear, hot in Philly. Like if I, like I've been running a lot recently and like I would just wear, of course, like shorts to run and like I would just chill out the day with like this, I would just wear the running shorts throughout the day and like that, that's like my extent of shorts. And like, uh, Antonio sent me a pair of ATE shorts, and I, that's like the only other shorts that I wear. What but shorts do you run in? What shorts do you run in? Uh, I have like these really, uh, really old Nike, like two pairs of Nike shorts that I run in. I just go between those. I just run those. So like a three uh, inch? Is it like, are you showing a lot of leg? Like how I'm showing some, I like, I like, if I wear shorts, I'm showing leg. Hell yeah. Uh, yo. we, we got legs exposed. You got, uh, you run in, you run in with the, podcast. you running with the brains in, you going balls on brains? What does that mean? The netting? Is there netting? In 
<laughs> well, we said, oh, like with netting? Yeah. yeah. Like, do they yeah. have netting? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I think they have, net, they have netting. Yeah, they have netting. So you do box or you do underwear, which we'll get to, and the netting, double trouble? Or you go... You I do double trouble. Double trouble, okay. All right. I'm, Listen, I'm double this trouble. Is, in this is a podcast that is very pro-man thigh, very pro-leg. <laughs> let the fucking gams rock. You know, let your hindquarters fucking breathe, you know? Yeah, let them, let, them hams, let them hams out. Yeah, you know the fucking vibe. All right, all right moving on up. What's the tea today? <laughs> Uh, I have a only New York T-shirt that's just hold like. Up, very, hold up! Hold uh, up! Hold up! What are what are the pants? Oh shit! Oh the pants! Oh the pants! I missed the pants. The pants are I'm wearing like a chocolate brown Dickies eight seven eight seven fours. Nice. Crop. Uh, you, cu- you cut them or you let them fucking stack? I just I just cuffed them twice. You cuffed them, and I got them at a yeah. I think the length I bought was like a thirty length. I just cuffed them twice. Do you crease them and, too? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you iron a crease in your Dickies or no? Like once the once the original crease is gone, I usually don't go back for it. You just let it rot. Uh, these kind of these are holding it. Oh, we've nice. never met. We've never met IRL, so I don't know this. Are you are you tall or short? Like if you're wearing a, I'm a short a, dude. Yes, yeah, thirty inseam, and you cuffing twice. Cuff, like cuff them. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm five six. Damn, short man. Short energy over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> long long boys on the short boy. Yo, he's an efficient. <laughs> he uses his energy as an exactly. efficient human being. That's what it is. Like exactly. You know, I'm not going to shame this man just because I'm extremely tall. Myself. Do you always look out? Do you always look out with like um, drops? Because like, I don't know, it, like M's and L's always go the fastest. Like yeah, if you're rocking yeah, ass, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For tops, I usually go medium just because I like the, my top to be like a little bit bigger. So I, it's like give or take for that. But uh, for pants, usually. There's a, there's a lot of guys that listen that would also prefer their top to be a bit bigger if you catch my drift. So, you know, this is a very all-inclusive <laughs> podcast. We're out here. I don't get it, but uh, we'll probably have to cut that. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on up. Saeed, yeah, the oh, t-shirt. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing an only New York t-shirt that's like an athletic driven, driven uh, graphic. It's like a gym. It's like a it's like a school gym shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're very, yeah. we're very. We haven't done a fit check in like weeks. I think we're very like Lawrence and I. I mean, we're very rusty. So I would like any- to talk. I would like to talk about only Saeed. Is that like a brand you've been supporting for a long time? Because I think that fundamentally they kind of fall into the world that James and I love, which is obviously this eighteen East. Add some uh, ALD, the grown man streetwear world, Supreme yeah, as well. Yeah. James loves Supreme. <laughs> I should also shout out. What other brands does James love? James loves Bape. He loves Antisocial Social Club. Wait, loves I'm unemployed. I can talk my shit now. I think Lawrence needs to shut the fuck up and stop drowning me out. And as a white man, he needs to sh- just just zip it. Uh, no, we don't fuck with it. Or some of us fuck with those brands. A lot of us don't. Um, but yeah, only New York. Is that a brand that you've been fucking with for a minute? Or is this like yeah, a recent? Yeah, yeah. Because they've had, they've had a recent uh, resurgence. Seems like. I don't know if they hired a, a design team, a new design team or what. I think it's like... Uh, I don't know how their internal team changed too much, but they have, I don't know. I've always just been a fan of just like how they approach design and just like how simple, like simplistic and just like thoughtful each design was and just like the taste, the tastefulness of it. Uh, but I've been buying only since like 2012, 2013, oh, since I was in like high school. Oh shit. I think so Lawrence, you- and I, Lawrence and I agree that they're a collab with like the New York parks department. I think like, really brought it back uh, for us. Cause it was like understated. It was a f- super dope uh, collaborative collaboration partner. And yeah. they knocked out the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Absolutely. So, so for you <laughs> growing up, Saeed, it was, it was more about like, uh, I think uh, to borrow a phrase from, from James here, I think he'll be okay with the credit. You were more of like an, if you know, you know, streetwear kid than being like, I'm going to cop Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I started, like 
I started with like 10 Deep, Supreme, and like Babe, and like that was like the hype. Like I was super into that. And then, I don't know, you just like get really, you just start to learn the other brands participating in that space. And then it's like, you just evolve and like your taste just grows. And I just started fucking with only a lot because I just like, I was just kind of like reaching like that streetwear reaches like menswear vibe. Uh, and like, I was just trying to be like a bit more, uh, tasteful of my choices. So I was wearing right. like, uh, desert boots and like shit like that. Like, during oh, the era, and I was wearing just like, uh, like their cap cat. Like I was really obsessed with their, their hats in like high school. Uh, the hats yeah, the five panels and the cap panels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hats, what do you got on top? Uh, What's the cap? I got a hat from praying. And it's like the big extra thick Yankee logo. A lot of New York, a lot of New York on on your body right now. Yeah, bro. I know, I know. It was, I didn't plan this. I don't know what's going on. Maybe um, I'm is that like? I mean, we're going to talk about Philadelphia later in the meat and potatoes, which is coming at the top of the episode. Plot twist. Yeah. Um, but like in Philly, I, I mean, we'll talk about the whole streetwear scene in Philly. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is really a thing. But if you walk around with a whole bunch of New York logos on yourself in Philly, like, do people have a chip on their shoulder with that? Do they? Do you kind of like catch side eye or anything? There's definitely a lot of like. Philly pride for sure. Like uh, my one friend called me out for wearing this hat a couple of times. He was like, dude, what the fuck? Buy a Philly's hat. I'm just like, dude, I just, like I bought this hat because I like this brand. Like fly, I, I'm, fly bitch. Yeah. And was, I'm not like a big sports dude. And like, that's all come, it comes from that. Like, and everyone's like super obsessed about like all the sports teams here. And I don't care about sports at all. So I just wear whatever I want to wear. And like, I don't know. I just, I just fuck with his hat and I fuck with only. So I just like, Wear it. I just wear what I want to wear. Essentially, wait. So, not a, like, Saeed, you're not a truly, you're not a Phillies sports trash fan. You're not one of these types. <laughs> it's just like I'm never like I, I was into sports in like middle school and like, uh, but like once I reached high school, I was just kind of like I don't know. I, you I, heard I it was, here like, first. Sports are for babies, according to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I just like I don't know. I, I just started getting like I, I was at that point. I was like really into gaming, and I just like didn't give a shit. About oh, anything. we're gonna talk about fucking gaming. Don't even trip. All right, what about? <laughs> so we gotta talk about any. What about gritty? I just want to ask about gritty. What are oh, your thoughts gritty. on gritty, real quick? He's a fucking maniac. I don't know who designed <laughs> that guy, but he's he looks insane. But he he gets uh he's he's uh, he gets pussy. Uh, gritty gets a lot of pussy. He gets oh yeah he he gets it for sure. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's a Philly favorite. Gritty gets the slitty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on that note, let's talk about. Are you bedazzled? I see a neck. I see some necklaces. Oh yeah, it's actually uh, it's it's the Eagles logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's stolen valor. Yeah, you are. This is cultural appropriate. This is cultural appropriation of sports. Well, like culture. the reason I don't wear it because I like the eagle. I wear it because I just it's just like a, in memory of like my dad. Like he That's, was like the big. He was a bird. He, he was the eagle. That's yeah, like, brain damaged, just, alcoholic, stolen valor. You can't take it from those people. You can't just take that. Their culture is not your costume. Yeah, show some respect, bro. Show some respect for the absolute worst people in society. Yeah. For they're, they're, the pillars of their culture I are love booing. People. The pillars of their culture are booing Santa. Yeah, and Michael Irvin when he's uh, broke his back. Uh, yeah. What about okay. the panties? We can't forget yeah. about the panties. Also, sorry, is it is it only one necklace that you're wearing? Yeah, just one. Just like one. That's okay. one. Any uh, rings? Yeah, any any uh, rings? I used to wear rings, but no rings. They, I, I, I'm really weird with my hands. Like I need my like I need to feel all of my hands, and like I need my hands to be clean at all times. Yeah. I'm like a very like obsessively clean hand guy. Uh, what's your so, like, uh, What's your hand soap of choice? Uh, I've been using uh, what's that one company that uh, fuck was it's nothing fancy. I think it's like um, they're like eco friendly. I forgot the fucking name. Um, 
Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I fucking forgot. Yeah. No, it's not my. I I buy it at uh, fucking. It's it's available at Target. (laughs) Do you do you sleep with? I don't know. Have lotion. No. Okay. All right. I just wanted to ask. It seemed like you cared about your hands. I don't know. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, I like less. Lotion might be too much. Lest we forget, Saeed, the The panties. panties. What are we rocking under the pants? Oh, uh, uh, Hanes briefs. Briefs, not boxer briefs. 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 Yo, that's a. That's an interesting. I feel like so. There's been this debate on the show. James is a fan well, of boxing. No, I, mean, I, I understand people, that I'm in the minority. I understand I'm in the minority <laughs> here. That's fine. No, normal people are uh, the rest of us on the show and the populace. Uh, you know, at least that the populace that has dicks and balls, they wear boxer briefs. <laughs> I'd like to hear the briefs. What? Please tell me the make the argument for briefs. Like me? Sure. Yeah. Talk. Yeah, talk I just us about I, your penis. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's comfortable to have it. Like it just feels nice to walk out of the shower, like, dry up, and just put like nice briefs on. Like it just, okay, for me, it's, it's comfortable. I, just, I I like to be secure. I mean, your like, shit uh, is your shit must your shit is wadded up in this fucking uh, prison of cotton. Um, you're wearing <laughs> pants. The AC is on seventy. Your shit must be fucking swamped out. You got Shrek dick. It's a goddamn cotton industrial <laughs> complex. We got good vibes over here. I'm, this is, I love this. This is ideal. All right, I, I think the soap was method. Oh, method. method. Yeah, no, of course. Shout yeah. out Method. Method. Oh, yeah. I believe retweeted one of the three Throwing Fits TikToks yes. that are public in exist, which is very embarrassing. Yeah. We did not do a good job of the wipe it down challenge. Wipe. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know the fucking vibes, man. We're cool. We're not 33 years old. Yeah. On the ticky talky. All right. Um, what do you call me? Fit check complete. Normally, I just, you know, a word to our listeners. Uh, Lawrence and I, we're always, what are we doing? We're, we're ideating, we're innovating, we're innovating and we're and futurizing. We cre- and we're creating futurism. So... Well, listen up, motherfuckers. Welcome to the new normal, right? We're not, this is not a return to normalcy. Fuck Joe Biden. We're not going back to the way things were. Things are going to be a little different now. Uh, some minor, some major, some lazy, some just slightly less lazy. Um, but one of the things we're going to do is we are going to flip the script here and start off with the meat and potatoes as the free episode. And at least for this episode, hopefully we'll see how we do. Put the fuck with not fuck with uh, whole like, you know, recommendation. Uh, portion of the podcast behind the paywall for our best friends of the Patreon because they deserve to know they're looking to get better. They're looking to better themselves, their family, their, uh, everyone around them. So we're going to start off <laughs> yeah. say, with like three main subjects of this podcast, which are money. Sick. <laughs> Lawrence? Oh, Wait, do I, uh, no, I wanted to say something about uh, we had to switch the show because it was just irresponsible to make people pay for the important stuff. Now we have to yeah. give it away for free. Well, that's just the paradigm shift. That's not even just that. We're just yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna try stuff out. Um, you know, wh- one of the things that uh, is is a new version of what we previously did. We what we previously did is uh, we are eliminating dad ass. Um, and now the three main subjects of this podcast are money. Fapping and clapping, and no, most importantly, I didn't ourselves. I did not approve this. We're just trying to know, Lawrence. Just relax. Oh, so, well. Saeed, we're going to start off with the third and most important topic, which is ourselves. Um, I want to ask you this. You know, Lawrence, Lawrence may mention this, but you're 25 years old. You run a small yeah. business, and you are on the cusp mm-hmm. of some very, very big things. So you're basically a younger version of us. 
Um, you know, maybe, maybe why don't you offer up some constructive criticism to us? Like, how can we cater to a younger audience besides launching the TikTok? How can we kind of, uh, cater to, you know, the, the, the younger millennials and the Gen Z? Cause like, how, how do we the older millennials? they're going to, they're going to be dead soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to sell your, I'm not trying to like, just like you're not trying to sell my dad a t-shirt. I'm not trying to fucking get my dad to listen to a podcast. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right, 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 right. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, I, I truly haven't thought about that since I'm participating already in the space. It just comes. I just act as I am. And well, this is a worthless work. fucking podcast for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> All right, say thank you for coming on the only yeah, podcast. This has been. This has been <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay. I'll. All jokes aside, we want to know about All Cap Studio. Um, it's a relatively new brand. Chuck has been riding for you for a minute. You know, I think I speak for all of us. We came to know you through uh, Antonio and 18 East. Yeah, just yeah, tell yeah. us and the folks at home. Like, tell us about All Cap Studio. What's the driving philosophy behind it? Hit us with the yeah, elevator yeah. pitch, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so All Caps comes into play um, two years ago. I was just trying to find this, like, it started like, very photo-driven. Like, I was just trying to find more things to do with my photo practice. And then eventually I just got really tired of what uh, comes came out of photography and just like through the business of that. So I was just trying to find like different ways and I've always participated in the streetwear. So I was just trying to figure out what was next. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna start uh, like just randomly just made a t-shirt and just dropped it on the internet. And just like uh, the response was kind of insane. That's just like off rib. Um, you just like, selling to your friends? Like you were just like, it was just to the homies. Essentially. Or just like, just through it through. Yeah. Mostly the homies and it's like people who were following me on Instagram at the moment. And I just dropped like a limited run of teas and like I did a, a, some tote bags afterwards. And it, it made me like, it, they all this way that it made me feel good. So I was like, this feels right. I'm just going to continue doing this. Uh, but it's like just the learning curve of learning how to design was a big one. And it's just like, I'm still going through that process now. But uh, essentially, it's just like um, the brand takes on a very optim- optimistic viewpoint just because that's just like my view of life. It's just like, uh, and like a lot of the stories we tell come from that light. And like a lot of it is based in like reference of just like sharing ideas that I like and like share things I like in general. And like a lot of the the products that we release uh, have some sort of like reference points to something like the, the piece of love. So was like a ode to like a song that I was really into. And like the hopes was like through that design, like people would like would tap into that song and learn to appreciate this artist and their music and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the same with like the sweatsuit, like the sweatsuit was derivative of a, a book called the guy book to higher consciousness. And like, it just talks about like these uh, crazy ways of like thinking and perceiving the world. And like, uh, it's just like viewpoints of to things that I think are interesting. And just like a way of honestly, at the end of the day, just being like people to get together and talk about things and just like uh, build, build community. It's a it's window a into who you are as a person. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. There's a lot of like, uh, like, like uh, new age, um, not like the, not necessarily hippy dippy, like you know, crunchy shit, and not necessarily like you know, like uh, li- live, love, laugh, or whatever, like character, <laughs> right? Like true, like seventies, <laughs> like character uh, culture. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, astral projecting to like a higher plane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the some of the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we love. Yo, um, listen, all right, let's back up for a second. Why, why, don't you, why don't you tell us? It's freeing your fucking mind, dog. Exactly. <laughs> Astral projection. All right, say back up real quick. Uh, where are you from? And like, tell, what's that neighborhood like? You mentioned North Philly in the nine nineties, but like, tell us where you're actually from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, sick. Uh, so I'm from North Philly, from like a small neighborhood called Pellenville. Uh, and I grew up there, born and raised. Uh, I moved around in a lot. In like, North Philadelphia. <laughs> born and raised. <laughs> I had to do it, I had to do it. For my days. It's all right, so Fentonville, tell us about Fentonville, because all I know is fucking Fel- fish town. Fel- it's Fel- full, Fel- full of uh, armed Fentanyl? militia white dudes. Yeah, you're from Fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. Fentanyl, Pennsylvania? Fentanyl, Fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm from. Uh, yeah, man, that's what I, I grew up in, like, a uh, like it's a very small neighborhood, and, like, not too many people, like, even from Philly, like, it's like, a, like, like, if you're not from North Philly, like, you just, like, you probably wouldn't know that area just because like it's nothing to do in that area unless you like live there uh i was born and raised there and i bounced around a bit as a kid but like i always would like return to to Pellenville. uh but like yeah it's like a really weird experience growing up there because it's like uh at the core of it is very uh kind of just like impoverished so like as a kid running around you're just like running in like literally the streets and just like uh people are, are just like you're, you're playing on the streets that people are just fucking shooting at the last the night before and just like people are like in the neighborhood are uh like selling drugs and like it's like a, a very intense sort of vibe and just like i mean at, at the time as kids you don't realize that because you're just trying to have fun and like you're with the neighborhood coat like the, the kids and like you're just like running around playing tag and shit but like once you get older and realize what's happening it's kind of intense and just like what know, age I, I what age does that happen when does that shift happen do you remember um it happened I, I think i started to realize that neighborhood for like that it was like that vibe maybe around like 10 or 11 um but like it took me a while to like grasp what was like because i hadn't like because at, at that point i started to like i got to experience the northeast a bit like my, my parents was just trying to figure out the next home and like the northeast at the time was a bit more suburban so you get to like taste like what another sense of life was and then we came back to Belleville because it's uh i forgot what happened but we left that house. So I, I got to taste like a bit of suburbia and just like went back into like the city again. So I was like, Oh shit, like this is not the same as like this other neighborhood. Like that. we don't have a park across the street. Like we don't have any of that. So I, it started to like click a little bit, but I still didn't like really grasp it and to make sense of it. Um, but yeah, it's just like a, like a, a neighborhood that this is like, if you are born there, you probably don't leave there. Like you're like, your mentality is like this small neighborhood like you only know like 10 blocks uh and it's kind of just weird like if you're, you're either eventually growing up to get involved with like some street shit or you get involved with like some drug shit or like you're going through school which schools fucking suck and then you, you're working at like a dead-end job and like that's life so like all right. the options are fucked like and like you just can't do anything about like it's just like it's insane to see and like all my friends that were from there are still over there doing the same shit and it's like in and out of jail that shit is just like insane to see um yeah it's it's crazy but like i was i was very fortunate just to have a really good family to just like continue pushing me and just like uh everyone in my like are at least like my my parents are like very hardworking, so they they enforced that on us and just like uh told us to keep going and just gave us the drive and like luckily that somehow got us out <laughs> Did you have friends growing up in your neighborhood that were like into streetwear or some version of streetwear, like you mentioned before, 10 deep? Like, how did you find that just on the internet or did you have homies that were into it as well? How'd that work? I found 10 deep through the internet. I found like streetwear through the internet. Cause I was like, I didn't get into clothing until like freshman year in high school. And I got into clothing because, uh, my brother was trying to just force me to be into things. Like he was just trying to take me to parties and like made me experience life because at the time I was just like 
really into gaming. I didn't give a shit about anything else. And I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm just trying to get these wins. And like my brother's like, dude, this, <laughs> these, this. These scrumptious dubs. <laughs> <laughs> and like my brother's like, dude, there's more to life to like this, this game. So I was like, no, there's not. There's t-shirts. And, uh, T-shirts, yeah. Uh, so he was like, like trying to introduce me to like fashion, and like he's the one that got me to photography, and like he just kept pushing me to like experience life more. And I, I experienced clothing through him, but like the entry point wasn't streetwear. I think that like he introduced me to like Hollister and like uh, <laughs> capital like, capital F fashion, capital F fashion. <laughs> That's like, really that world. <laughs> And like that was like, but like those brands were really cool in my high school. I like, agree. Like, I agree. If you had Army Com, like Abercrombie, you were the guy. Like you, that's cool. city right there. <laughs> All those fucking stores. Yeah, they were fucking like concept Insane. stores in the mall. That's what people. Mm-hmm. If that's the thing that James scoffs at because he grew up in the city, going to Yellow Rat Bastard and whatever fucking yep. fake Rubber ass soul, Yellow Rat Bastard, whatever fucking <laughs> whatever fucking Disneyified you know streetwear store that he was going to. Like there's its what. Own- yeah, there's its own version in malls in New Jersey that are selling like a Ralph Lauren 360 degree like concept brand to kids through like Hollister and Abercrombie. It was like genius, but I, I, I'm with you. I get it. That's a gateway <laughs> drug for a lot of uh, white privileged people. What can I say? It's, it's the, the first step. Lawrence is acknowledging it. Yeah, um, there you go. Hey, what about, so you started working P's and Q's at a pretty, pretty young age. Like, was that kind of your first foray into the, the industry industry? Like as a, as a person working in the, in the marketplace? Wait, what's P's yeah, and Q's? Yeah. I don't even know. P's and Q's right? is like a uh, streetwear. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So P's and Q's is like a streetwear meets menswear, uh, menswear retail store in, in, uh, on South Street. Uh, but before that was Abacus Takeout. And I, I started working there in my sophomore year of high school. And then that was like my entry to point to like streetwear, learning what the culture was and like my uh, hands-on like experience to that, like, that culture, uh, which Abacus turned to P's and Q's. And I was, yeah, I've experienced all that. Uh, what brands were at like P's and Q's? Like, give me, paint me a picture of what, what's okay. on the racks. So we, we got Carhartt Whip. We got Norse Projects. We got Stussy. We got, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, what else we got? Saturdays. Uh, there's, uh, it's legit a good store. Yo, this is some pure unleaded yeah, yeah. diesel, dude. You guys had fucking heat. Why have I never heard of this yeah, store? Yeah. This store never, like, okay. And I don't want to, uh, you know, I'm not shitting on this store at all, to be clear, but I feel like there was a lot of local stores like this that, like, mm-hmm. popped off during the menswear blog era where it's like, yo, I don't never been to the store, but I shop their, their web store because the, the curation is so tight and I've never heard of P's and Q's. So I'm just like, was it popping? Like, what was the deal? It was good, but like, I it's a bit a of a, I believe it's a bit of an, if you know, you know, situation. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they're still around. It's just still around. And I think a lot of the business was based off physical, like interaction and just like the community in that space. Uh, and com- like opposed to like the internet space. I think, uh, the guys there really pride themselves on like customer service and like in person and like creating like that vibe, like as soon as you walk in. So like, it was like mainly a Philly, Philly thing. Like well, if you were correct me if I'm wrong, Sage, but it sounds like P's and Q's because uh, I have a, a homie from Philly, actually, the Big Hog, and he's always touting uh, P's and Q's, and it sounds like it is very like like they don't necessarily have ambitions to become like a national or, or international empire. They're very content with just like servicing the Philly streetwear scene, which is like more yeah. robust than you would think. I think it just gets overshadowed by New York, maybe, um, and even you know like DC to the south, which which we'll we'll talk about a little bit. Um, 
But so what were you doing at P's and Q's? Were you just like a retail dude on the floor? A gopher. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, like if you work there, the team is so small. So like when I was working there, it was myself, there was Fran, there was Amir, there was the owner Key and then the other owner Rick. So it was like five of us doing, running the brand, the store, social media, events. So like uh, if you were working there, you're pretty much doing everything. When I was there, I was doing a lot of the social media photography. I was in the retail store doing just like the retail stuff, uh, helping planning events, doing some of the, like assisting buying. Um, and just like, I don't know, just like being completely immersed and involved. Like I was just like, right, pretty much essentially working side by side with the owner. So it was just like literally doing everything. Um, so it was kind sure. of, it was just like, I don't know if you, you shot a lot of the lookbooks or the editorials. I don't know if, sorry. If you yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much all, all photo content for like most of the years there were essentially shot by either me or Key. Um, and, and you and I were talking about this yesterday a little bit. Um, you know, I think like in this moment, you know, streetwear has to kind of rec- recognize that it is a thousand percent just built off black culture um, and stems from that. Uh, and, and it does, you know, morph and cater itself in in different ways to uh or morph and tweak itself to cater to white people and you mentioned that uh during your like 10 years at p's and q's like for you're there for a minute that mm-hmm. a lot of times you found yourself um kind of like changing or catering to the white customer do you want to talk about that a little bit yeah it was just like i didn't realize this until like my later year but like i don't know like in my natural life and just like in life in general, I'm very just like listening to the rap almost always. But like when I would get to the store, it was almost never like we would play rap, but it was just like, not like contemporary. Like it was just like curated rap to like, that was just like, not, I don't know, like there's a way to explain, but like, I, I, I just couldn't listen to what I was listening to there. And I, I, I was just kind of bummed about it. Like you always just have to play. Like I would just like alter out to like house or this like, uh, indie rock or something just to make the vibe a bit easier because you could just essentially just I don't know like you can hear like if I was playing I don't know uh, Young Thug or like Chief Keef or something like that like that that or like a little Uzi like I mean little Uzi could probably pass in Philly but like it's like that general <laughs> sense of like yeah. Uh, but when it came to what rap that you could play, you're talking about like Wu Tang, like backpack, oh, like gold. Right, 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 right. Like you could play that, but you can't play Young Thug. You can't play uh, Little Baby. Like you just like that vibe or something something about that just like makes you can play beanie seagull you could definitely play beanie seagull anyway, right? <laughs> could you play meek could you play meek uh meek got some songs i feel like yeah, yeah you can play meek you can play meek but like even like meek i feel like sometimes like even that was like a stretch because like really uh like his vibes are just like they're kind of like intense and like if you're not about me, like it could probably just throw you off a bit. I don't want to be screamed at when I shop, but that's just me personally <laughs> speaking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love me. I love me for that. But like, yeah, I was just like, I probably, I, I couldn't play him much at the store. I would love to. I would, I would have loved to do that. But like, it was I just mean, like that mentality. Did you have so to weird. kind of like, did you find yourself maybe like be acting as like translator for these white customers at all who maybe like wanted to be, you know, down with the culture, but didn't necessarily like get it or, or I don't know, like, you, you you spent years on the floor. You tell us. Uh, yeah, I never, I never was like I never was the vessel to like explain it to people. Like I, I was always just the guy. Like if you, I connected with people. Like if you knew, you knew. Like if you were like about that vibe, like I could connect with you at that point. But I was never the teacher of it. Like I would never just be like, oh, you should fuck with these people. Uh, 
because they're like pushing the, the rap culture right now. But like, I was mostly like I, my my priority as just like being at the store was just to make people feel comfortable. So I, I usually just generally leaned into whatever they're like. I just gauged what their vibes were more than that. They gauged what my vibes were. I think. Word um, on the side or you know simultaneously you you also talked about how you're uh, you're doing some freelance photography at the time um, and you said that kind of like you know in the moment you were just trying to get your foot in the door or you know get paid but now kind of with hindsight hindsight being twenty twenty you feel like you were treated unfairly yeah because it was just like I don't know like I was doing like when I was doing freelance and like working at the store so I was like waking up early to shoot stuff for the store or like do a freelance work, going to the store to work until seven, and then sometimes leaving there to go shoot at night. And then that was like my day, like I was always just taking photos and just always just trying to learn how to do what's, what was next. But like, I don't know, I was just trying to get better. Like I was just trying to become the, like a really good photographer. So I was doing whatever it took to like to learn that. And it's putting the hours in practice and uh, I was all in for a while. But like once it became, once I got good enough to like start charging for stuff, um, it was. Like, it was always just weird, just pricing. And, like, a lot of people, once I threw out prices, wouldn't accept it. And then it was just, like, a always just back-and-forth battle. Like, I, and I, didn't, I just felt like they were throwing lower rates at me because they know I was, like, so eager and, like, uh, so willing to just, like, work and just, like, get it done. Um, and that could have been for multiple reasons. Maybe this, uh, I don't know, it could be because the color of my skin that they decided to price it lower or just like were didn't see my value as being, Oh, like he's actually good. Like I, oh, it was always a lot of proving to do. Yeah. Um, there was no explicit racism, but this was like obviously implicit bias on the, on the people that were right. hiring you for, for gigs. Right, right. Right. Like as like now I know like some of the rates of like the stuff I was shooting, like I was shooting, I remember shooting, uh, there was like this new sushi, spot opened up in the West Philly and they wanted like social, they wanted a website, they wanted just like a full rollout. And they, uh, this is the most money I've ever seen for photography. They, they, they quoted me at 1600 for the shoe. And to me, that was just mind blowing. But now looking back, a service <laughs> like that is like a 10 K plus yeah. service. Yo, you yeah. got finessed kid. Yeah. You got I got finessed. Finesse my, I- my apologies. Yellow, yellow peril stands with black power. Um, yeah. So, so you, so, so yes, you're getting these jobs, but at like the expense of your pockets. Right. Exactly. And I didn't realize that cause I was just so, I was just hungry. I was like, I just want to be like, I just want to make money. I want to make this like my full-time thing. Uh, so I would do it, but like, it wasn't, yeah, it took me a long time to realize what the costs were or like how to like, to, to like figure like what was happening. Yeah. Well, and that could be. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, with hindsight now being obviously 2020 and you have all this new perspective, if, if they're for a young black photographer listening right now, that's just looking to get their foot in the door, but at the same time, not get by getting taken advantage of, like what would be like a piece of advice you would throw out there or, or pieces of advice where, where could they start? Um, I mean, I know for sure, I would definitely say speak to as many photographers as you can. Cause I know I, I wish I I should have and should have did that. Like just, but like I'm always just weird with money. Like I just don't know like how to go about money. Like I don't know how it's to. It's a ask it's about a super it. it's a super taboo subject, which is why yeah. I love to talk about it. It's very good, mm-hmm. very very not below board. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's always a weird thing to like. I, I I was I was lucky to make friends in photo, and they would like disclose like what 
the rates they were charging and like how to properly like charge yourself, like rate yourself and like all that. Uh, and I wish I had that in like early on. And it's like, I, I wish I was asking those kind of questions early on because that shit helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I would just, yeah, ask questions. Don't, don't feel, don't feel, um, don't feel weird about asking about what you should charge yourself at, like what rates are for what jobs and just I don't know, make friends in that space. And, uh, I don't know, just lead with good intentions. I mean, two things. So like one is that I think salary transparency is a very like of the moment thing right now where a lot of people, especially in media, but you know, hopefully, uh, and, and that extends to freelancers, you know, mostly writers, but for sure, like, uh, freelance creative directors, producers, photographers, um, the more information out there, like the more empowered you are. And the other thing is I know for a fact that a lot of, um, there's a lot of these like very small, nimble kind of like talent agencies popping up that are representing, uh, you know, young creatives that aren't necessarily like big enough or have a huge following or experience to, to sign on with like bigger agencies. But, um, you know, they handle the dirty work of, of talking about money because like a lot of times it, it is, it is a dirty topic and it's really hard to kind of like represent yourself. And it's much easier if you want to just focus on the creative to kind of hand that conversation off to someone else whose expertise is like negotiating and is like finessing uh, a bag that is fair um, for the yeah. work you're putting in. Just, just us, just throwing fits. Let's talk about us. We signed with a boutique little agency you might've heard of, William Morris Endeavor. You know, uh, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you're, so, you're, so you're freelancing along. You're fucking uh, putting on uh, Golden Era rap in the store, shooting photos of sushi brands, <laughs> rolls or whatever. Uh, literal, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. literally Philadelphia rolls. When did you know, like, was there a moment or like, how did, what was your thought process behind launching all caps? Uh, they're really like, I don't think I have much of a plan. Like I, I, I just recently just started developing a, pr- a plan for it within like the last couple months. Like for the most part, it was just like, that I was working. Yeah. 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 Like it, it didn't start really until this year after the Mr. Green pop-up was like, that was like, when we were like, okay, this can be like, we can probably do this full time if we put our, put, like everything Wait, in. so can I ask you a question, Saeed? So if, if I would remember correctly, like if I'm, if I found out about you and what you do through 18 East, it would have originally been as you were taking hit photos, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, oh my, yeah, yeah. this is crazy. So I think that's what, <laughs> not to get sidetracked here, but just to fucking, you know, fucking gas up my mans real quick. This is all happened in real time. Like this is again, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this has happened in the past year. And I, and it's such a, and not that I think anyone is like half listening or, you know, half tuned out. This is obviously a fantastic podcast because, because of me and James, really, if we're being totally frank. Um, no, thanks. What about Chuck? What about Chuck? I think Chuck, Chuck's really contributed. But, but what I think is so interesting and so cool about your thing is that this is the glow up in real time that we've seen in our space. And this could be literally not anybody because, like, you got to be good. Saeed is good. He has taste. But, like, it's so tangible. And it's just, listen, maybe I'm a little high right now. Either way, this is a very interesting case study <laughs> point that I want to fucking hammer home to the 18 million people tuned in. That's all. Well, that, well, that's the other thing. I think that if you're a freelance photographer or stylist or whatever, like, get fucking credited on the IG post because yeah, that baby. is how you get discovered. Wow. And that like cloud's real like cloud is currency um you know like don't be don't Yo, be silent just because you, like we episode title cloud is real i like that yeah <laughs> i mean again like lawrence would not have found like chuck how did chuck you are the one that truly put us on i mean 
Antonio yeah. for sure, 18 East, but like Chuck, why don't you tell us like how you kind of stumbled and bumbled and fumbled your way onto uh, all cap studio? Cause well, you've been, you've been like, yo, Zaid is the fucking shit. Let's talk to him. Yeah, well, yeah. you guys, you guys know I'm when you, a, when you I'm wake a, up, when you wake up at 12 PM, that's the first <laughs> I told you that in confidence. Uh, and <laughs> as we all know, I'm a graphic tease man. I, I'm, I'm a graphic tea, I'm a graphic tea hound. I see graphic tees, I hound them. So I was, I was scrolling through the timeline and that, that orange t-shirt, I was just like, damn, what the fuck? This is one of the hardest shits I've ever seen. And I love orange. And I was, so I, ever since then I hit the follow button and I've been keeping up. I didn't, I also am shocked that this was like a, a very, this is a, a just the beginning. So yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like us, man's is on the cusp. He's on the precipice. Yeah. You love to fucking see it, dude. I mean, and, cre- and credit to Antonio because he legitimately like tags everyone, puts everyone on. He pla- he gave Saeed the he platform. Puts on. Exactly, he he puts on. exactly. You know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That being said, though, Saeed, like you know, if your shit sucked, we wouldn't fuck with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yo, your shit- yo, yo, and that's just facts, Jack. That's just yeah. facts, man. That maybe that's the alternative. That's the subtitle. Okay. If your shit yeah, yeah. sucks, <laughs> we won't fuck with you. No, no caps. No, no caps. No cap. <laughs> But no, for real, like your your graphics, I mean, they are next level. I mean, they're definitely on trend with like what's out there, but they're very unique. Yeah. Um, they're not like, you know, hippie, dippy, grateful dead shit. They're more this like West Coast, like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. yoga retreat culture. More Joshua Tree. It's a Joshua yeah, yeah, Tree yeah. vibe. And it's and this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. thing that, again, is, is a great um, thing to take away is Saeed is doing something original, but he's fusing it with what is already kind of like, accepted as something that is enjoyable by a lot of people even just aesthetically speaking generally there's nothing wrong with understanding that you want to like appeal to as many people as you possibly can and that is the essence of the sweet spot ladies and gentlemen (laughs) so why don't we talk about um we talked about the the love and peace t-shirt why don't we just jump ahead real quick and talk about the uh the black lives matter t-shirt that you just put out with antonio and we're going to get into it in detail i just want to focus on the design aspect of it because there's a lot of t-shirts where proceeds are going to important organizations and, you know, uh, for the cause design wise, this might be like, uh, top two and not number two. So I guess my question is like, what's the design process? What was the design process behind this specific t-shirt? <laughs> um, dude, I need like, it's really, really, it's, it's hard for me to explain exactly how that whole thing was processed. I was just like, so I Antonio reached out to do the shirt maybe a week before and there was no like he just put the idea out he was like dude we should do something for this let's raise money uh and let's give 100% profits to uh funds of our choice and I was like dude totally on and uh yeah I don't know that whole week I was just just really uh I was just really pissed and angry and just upset and I literally that whole week was just like uh, kind of depressing for me. I was just like legit crying every day. It was just like really hard. And like, eventually I just got tired of being sad. And I was just like, yo, let's put this energy into like a really good space. And I just, uh, that, that weekend I designed the shirt and I also designed this, uh, poster that was we pasted in front of middle child. And I just, I don't know, I just channeled my energy into a different space and just felt like I just legit just put my heart into it. And, uh, and that's usually just how I design in general. I just put it like everything just comes from feeling rather than just like, logically putting them together just like a vibe that i just feel is that why you think your shit resonates because it comes from this like emotional place because that's the thing right like people want to buy cool stuff and i think that there is a bit of superficial materialism that is wrapped up in this world like we can all be self-aware 
um, and agree that yeah, that's yeah, part yeah. of it. But this idea of like connecting on an emotional level, not like with a piece itself, though yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. we've all seen stuff and been like, <laughs> God damn, that shit from like a visceral sexual yeah, yeah, place. Yeah. But but like just, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I want to I want to fuck the sneakers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, but but this idea of you know connecting with a brand or someone like you who is the brand a person right for for all intents right. and purposes like this idea right. of like you know finding one's uh, one's counterpoint in their soul in another you know just like you know yeah, yeah. that kind of deal. Do you think that plays yeah, into yeah. it, or is that something that just happens naturally? You don't try to do that, I would imagine. I don't try to like. I, I always just uh, like that's just like the way I approach design. Like I'm I'm not a classically trained designer, so I don't know how to design by like true uh, like technical standpoint. So like the, my my best approach is just doing what feels right, and like a lot of that time just putting like my my energy and my emotions and my vibes into it, uh, and like whatever comes from that, and whatever like I usually yeah, if it feels right, I just go with that. Have you ever designed like, a, like an evil garment, like a garment for? <laughs> versus for good <laughs> and, all, and if you haven't what would that look like and how do I get one <laughs> now he's on his, super, now he's on his MF Doom super villain shit <laughs> no, some real mad villainy oh god yeah we gotta put no, some like, yeah, I just want to like read I just want to read the phrases on the shirt because like this is you know yeah, yeah. obviously like everything's a slogan now everything fits in a nice thing a little IG no, man's box, about like, spit uh, right now Yo, you want a beat should I do no, get the, the, the beat no I'm gonna I'm gonna read <laughs> okay. the shirt the, the front graphic the front chest piece has uh, what you allow will continue and on the back it says silence is violence black lives matter the breath that built America is being choked by the hands that brought it here they demand we shut up and know our place but what we allow will continue. Breathe in, speak up, take action. Where did that, where did that come Bars. from? Bars! Bars! That yeah, that is... Bars! <laughs> that, so, like, uh, that part got really... Re- like, that part got revised by Antonio. I heard, I'm trying to pull up what I originally said there, but what I said was a bit more intense. Kill uh, all white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I would have... Like, I would have copped... I would have copped two pairs. Cops! Yeah, I would have copped two pairs. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up, but I'm going to paraphrase, but it was, like, on the lines of, like, black people are being killed at the hands of white America and like, uh, speak now, do something, say something as lives are being lost every day or like something along the, the, that line. Uh, very, very to a pimp of many posts. So. <laughs> yeah. And then I think the vibe, like it was just like a bit too intense and like Antonio kind of like this, uh, That's, well, it but was that the, wasn't, but that yeah. was original, that was original writing. Yeah. Between you guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That, we, yeah, we settled on that. Yeah, get your umbrellas out because that's when he brainstorms, dude. That's off the pad, kid. <laughs> off the top. Yeah. And what are the two like on the on the front? On the front, we have um, a whole bunch of people holding up like a, a sphere. And thank you for putting, um, you know, not putting Ameri- uh, the USA or the North American continent um, in the middle. We are not a Eurocentric fucking platform. You put Africa <laughs> and the Middle East and South Asia. Uh, right here. So, like, where did that where did that graphic come from? And then, what's the graphic on the back? Like, what's the reference that you pulled for that? So, the front graphic is I found the image. Um, I don't know how I found that image. I just like I like do a lot of research and I just like source things and I just have a bunch of images saved on my computer. And I think that was in in reference to um, like an uh, agriculture ad, and just like it was just like the like I think the, the the people holding up the world, like the, the globe was like, 
how the world gets supported by food. Uh, and like, it's all, I think the, the, the people are all black people. Uh, and like, to me that it resonated more with what was happening now than like through the agriculture. So I, I really just use that and just like played with that and just half toned it. And I really loved that I was showing Africa as like the main continent. So I was like, fuck yeah, let's use that. And the back is a sculpture uh, that is from, I'm trying to pull up the artist right now because I forgot his name. Uh, but it's a sculpture. And, but like overall, just like the vibe of that sculpture to me just felt very eerie. Like it's just like showing half a face and like th- that to me just alludes to death. And like it's like connects with the, the idea that silence is violence. Like if you don't yeah. say anything, like sure. people will continue dying. And I just wanted to hit people <laughs> with that message really hard. Uh, and it's like, yeah. It's just, that anybody says that you shouldn't have a fashion podcast because it's an audio medium and we're talking about <laughs> fucking visual media. This is. <laughs> This is fucking incredible hey, hey, shit, dude. Go to the IG and peep yourself. Um, and this is the second. This is the second collab that you. My, do with, my man's doing the thirty for thirty on his Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, this is the second one. This is the second one. The first one we did it was when the eighteen East store opened. We did like the a white hoodie that was just like dedicated to the store. I think the the back graphic had like a lotus flower and it was like the address to the store. I forgot what else it said, but that was like the first thing we did. Uh, so we've been working together for a little bit and I, yeah, I love where it's leading. Uh, and like the process of collaborating, has gotten really, really nice. Antonio just honestly just lets me do my thing, which is like invaluable because most of the time people just drive me fucking crazy and I can't really work in that way. Just but, shut up and design. Uh, yeah. Do it the way I, I really shut up and collaborate. scribble. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a good that's a good title that's that a good, good title, title too. Yeah. we have three titles cloud is real if your shit sucks we don't fuck with you and shut up and scribble wait wait chef can you do me a favor can i get a can i get a flex bomb right here thank you very much bro <laughs> <laughs> um how do you, you first link up with antonio like and what like, I, obviously you were shooting his editorials but then like when did you guys start yeah, actually yeah, like yeah. doing like john's collabs yeah, yeah uh so everything happened because of cameron you guys know cameron cameron yeah. booth Big gang, big gang, big, big, big gang. So he, he originally, I met Cameron when he was in Philly. He, uh, he, he went to Drexel as a, he went, he went to college here. Uh, and he, he came to the store with his mom trying to figure out what was happening. With his mom? Mommy, I want the Saturdays. That's what what Mommy. Mommy, they have Norse projects. (laughs) Mommy, I would like some Johns, mommy. Mommy, can I have a John? I was good. Could baby have a John, mommy? That's The t-shirt has a graphic on it, mommy. Yo, Cameron, if you're listening, this baby, this is you, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) I'm baby baby Johns. (laughs) They have an amazing relationship. And they uh, they came to him and and his mom? They're just like, I don't know. They're they're amazing. I love those people. and they came by just trying to figure out the, the landscape of Philly and just trying to see what was happening. And uh, okay. they met up with uh, Philip Tiannon in New York previously. And, and they asked them what was happening in Philly. And they recommended you big and P's and Q's. And I think they went to Bo. And I was in the store when they visited. And I just immediately connected with him. And then he started, uh, once he went to Drexel, we started working just like, I needed to help with like photo stuff, just like coming up with ideas. And he was like helping me with that. Uh, and then eventually we just became friends. And like we started working on other projects. And then, I don't know, he just became like, a big homie uh and then he eventually went to new york to go to parsons and then was looking for internships up there and it was in between uh at Coslada and 18 east and he went with 18 east and oh shit can't lose embarrassment cam's the goat cam's the goat but my, my question is uh does he still shop with his mommy 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does not shop with his mom. That man has impeccable taste. Uh, that man's mommy has impeccable taste, bro. She's a wonderful human. I love her. <laughs> That's, that taste uh, comes from somewhere, yeah. bro. That's called trickle down. Yeah. Shout, out, shout out Cam's mom Thanks. with the good genes. Um, all right. So <laughs> let's talk about this, this t-shirt, though. It raised yeah, yeah. literally six figures. We're currently at $160,000. Is that right? Yeah, what's yeah, most yeah. recent, what's most recent uh, uh, number? So you say? I, I text Antonio right before this podcast. This is, we are at 175K. Sheesh. And we thought we were doing um, yeah, you know, right. work with 27 k All right, so $175,000. Way to flex nuts on our podcast. Yeah. That's our <laughs> job, <laughs> you dickhead. What were like the initial uh, expectations around um, the amount of money you would raise? And like Dude, just performance? Literally, literally no expectation, expectations. The only expectation I had, because I had to reach out to the print shop beforehand, because I was like... We usually print stuff in-house, but for some reason, I just had a feeling not to print this in-house. So I reached out. I was like, dude, uh, give me a quote for like 150 t-shirts. And that, that was like our only expectations. And I think right now we're over 3,000 t-shirts. You idiot. You fucking uh, idiot, dude. So, <laughs> oh, fucking I didn't, we didn't know what to... This, like, is, why, this so... is why you should not no- negotiate on your behalf. You're always undermining. <laughs> Damn, can we Dude, give I, this man some self-confidence? What the fuck, bro? <laughs> you need to self-determine. But, like, it's like I've never sold... Like, the most units we ever sold collectively was with the Mr. Green drop. We sold, like, over 200 units. Like, that's all a lot. Inclusive. Oh, that's crazy. Those are but, big like, but, like... Uh, but that was, like, of multiple designs sure. and garments. Sure, sure, like, sure. that was across tote bag shirts, a bunch of stuff. So, like, it made sense for that. So, like, selling... More than a hundred of one thing is like mind blowing to me. Like once we reach a hundred shirts sold, I was just like, dude, bro. I hope mine. I hope mine gets here by Tuesday because I have a big photo shoot. I'd love to wear it um, in the photo shoot. It's it's me by myself. They're doing Lawrence uh, second uh, later. They know the fucking vibes. Um, you also posted like so the, the shirt was obviously a huge success. Um, you also posted recently a gallery of a bunch of the peace and love tote bags that people were rocking at the Black Lives Matter protests. Oh in yeah, Philly. yeah, I did that. Like, yeah, yeah. how did that feel? Because obviously it's such, a, it's such a, a unique moment in New York and Philly and in cities around the world. Um, and to yeah, see yeah. your message be, like, people are projecting your message at these very peaceful and very loving protests. Um, how, like, what went through your head when you saw them? Dude, I, like, I, it's, it's always hard to explain that exact feeling. It's just, like, it's kind of overwhelming and a lot to take in because it's just, like, they could wear and like do like they could like put on literally anything else, but they decide to put that on. It just like it blows me away, really. Like I just can't. It just yeah, it's my like it's mind blowing to me just to see people support in that way and just like really appreciate the ideas I have because it's just like I never thought people would fuck with the shit I've been been making. So it's like always just crazy, and especially during that time. It's just like yeah, I don't know. It's like it just felt good to be to be able to contribute and like support and like i don't know contribute to that space in that way and have people like accept it i don't know it's kind of it's it's, it's just overall it's very wild you ever um go up to them and, and flex nuts and you're just like hey yeah. listen uh black lives matter also <laughs> <laughs> never not once not once i would never do that do you do are you starting to get some some recognition in philly because it is such a small uh world yeah. and small scene like do people start to see you and be like yo you're the guy behind all cats are you are you, are you clouded are you clouded right now it happens. It happens. It happens. It definitely happens. I, I, uh, Are you the next I, little j- jacuzzi vertical? <laughs> 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 no, we're close. That guy's a good one. Uh, but 
it happens a lot. It happens a lot. And it's very awkward to me still. I don't know how to navigate that conversation. So I'm just like, yeah, that, I do that. And then I just like, I just ask it, them about it. Just hum, it's just humbling at this point. Cause James and I were there, right. You know, yeah. we did this version of what you're doing like two years ago. Yeah. Now we're yeah, like, yeah. we need it or else we'll kill ourselves. Yeah, we'll die. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally oxygen. It's how we feed ourselves. It's how we clothe ourselves. It's how we, it's how we live. It's all yeah, we got, yeah, yeah. baby. Well, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say, Saeed, is enjoy it now, dude. I guess because <laughs> that's much more complicated almost immediately. Well, how do, so? Like, how often does that happen? Like, is this like, and what is that? People like showing off the tote, or people being like, "Yo, let me get it," kind of flick up on for the grant. Like, what's the level of of recognition yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever got flicked up before. Did I get flicked up before? I never. If anybody listening to this sees Saeed in the streets, you got to ask to be flicked up now. Now you have to. The gauntlet Actually, has been thrown. I did get flicked up at the protest, but that was still. Yeah, I don't think it flicked flicked up that much. Okay, well, listen. Like put the call out. <laughs> you know what you gotta do? You gotta go. You gotta go back to the sushi spot that underpaid you and order one thousand Philadelphia rolls <laughs> and then fucking throw them on the ground or like donate them. To like Dressed as Benjamin Franklin the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. Mr. Moneybags. Yeah, Mr. Frank himself. Yo, uh, black, black Ben Franklin is coming through to fuck shit up, dog. You already know. <laughs> um, hey, let's talk about your your one and true love, which is gaming. So obviously, I. <laughs> Outside of designing, oh you're a fucking gamer. First question, yeah, 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 first and foremost, are you, are you Yo, when copying- this man gets on the sticks, it's game over, bro. <laughs> are you copying the PS5? Oh. I'm copying the PS5. Yo, run no, that I, price. What's the price? What is it? What is it? Called? I think 500. I, I, 500? I hear like I, multiple. I hear 650. What? 650? Fresh, hear 650, new, man. out the box. What's been, what out was the box? I stopped gaming after Dreamcast. What is the PS4 cost? <laughs> I bought mine I for 200. A, Really? Yeah, 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 but it was like refurbished and like not. Nah, oh. I think it's like 500 gigs. So it was like a, it was like on the lower end. Of wait, wait. PS4, so you but. you cop systems like computers now? You like choose the memory size and shit? Yeah, it's all tricked out. Yo, it's wild. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bro. What happened, bro? Damn. I copped a PS4 for quarantine. I feel like it was the most regrettable to, uh, cop I Yo, made the whole time. And I copped Helix. Make, make gaming great again, okay? That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Come on, bro. All right, so are you going to cop the PS5? Are you going to have sex with it? Because it does look like the sexy robot from Wally. And a question that Cam wants to know is how many hours a day do you spend game? <laughs> I'm copping the PS5. I'm not having sex with it. Okay. And... <laughs> There is, there is a hole in the back where the warm air blows out. I, no, no, you gotta, no, you got to buy that attachment. It's Bluetooth. It's extra. <laughs> uh, what was the last, the last question? How many hours? Maybe I don't like game that much these days. Probably like three Lies. hours, two hours. That's cap. That's hours. cap. That's well, cap. No, that's, 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 I only do it. I'm, I'm really good about it. In, in quarantine. quarantine. Like I, I only do it after seven. And after seven, I only play with friends. So I got to wait for friends to get on. And then only that is like two to three hours. Did you have to set specific parameters around your gaming because it was wildly out of control when i first got the ps4 it was wildly out of control that's the only what, thing I what did that look like can you paint this a mental picture please <laughs> <laughs> it was just like full on just like itch like i would just wake up i would play i'd be like all right i gotta get off and i would just like go try to do like i have a studio down the street so i'll walk over to the studio and the whole time i'll just be like watching youtube videos of people playing <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like doing any work, so I was like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna go home and play," and I would just play. You were like, addicted. You were. I was like, but like this is like this was this. So I caught the PS4 again during quarantine, also, and I didn't have a stage like uh, gaming uh, 
thing until like like when I stopped gaming was like I was 16. I didn't I didn't have a, like a, a console until then until like right right now. Uh, so like everything was just like coming back to me. So I was like, fuck, dude, I'm like back in it. Uh, Bro, I take I take it all back. I don't think you were uh, taken advantage of because you're a young black photographer trying to get your foot in the game. I think you were just spending all your time gaming. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's what, and that's why it took all caps so long to take off. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, that was, I wasn't gaming during that time. I wasn't gaming. I just started gaming again. This just whole now. podcast just sounds like a personal problem of a true life. True, true life. I'm addicted to, I'm addicted to gaming with the boys. <laughs> I love it. We have Antonio. We have Antonio and Cam on. Uh, we just sent them the link. They're going to come in. This is actually a gaming intervention. Yeah. Wait, oh my god. You play Tony Hawk with Antonio? Like, what game? <laughs> you know? Call of Duty exclusively. Only Call, Call of Duty. Are you? Okay, so let's talk about your gaming. You're, 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 you're COD exclusively? I like first-person shooters, and, like, Call of Duty is the only one my boys play, so that's the only game I'll play. You get to, is that, do you get to kill Nazis? What is that? <laughs> this one, are we fucking with, I don't think we kill a Nazi this one. Which one? Oh, I, don't, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know the story. I don't know the story of this one. Like, I don't care. Like, I, don't, I really don't do, dig too deep into campaign. Wait, is this Warzone? Are we talking about Warzone? So there's there's Warzone and there's a regular multiplayer. I do both. I do both. I, I, well, Warzone is the, the shit. What's the difference? I don't. I know nothing about gaming outside of yeah, Counter, so, Counter Strike. So War, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warzone is like the <laughs> OG. Uh, Warzone's like the the battle royale type. Where it's like uh, Fortnite. It's like uh, but in, in a first person shooter in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, same exactly. concept. All right, got it. So that's what yeah, Chuck yeah, yeah. plays. So Chuck, yeah. you play Warzone with your boys? <laughs> yeah, it's like four v four v four v four v four, like v like a, yeah, 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 a yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. teams, and it's like real war type shit. Chuck, then, what um, what are your gaming hours? Uh, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Eastern. Oh, that's cap. That's Jesus all cap. Christ. That's all cap. He told us the truth earlier. That was a test. That was a test, and he failed. That's all. What are you talking about? He told the truth. He games until 4:30 a.m. and 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Eastern. I'm not kidding. Jesus. Christ. Now, oh, I actually have a problem. I've been like low-key biting my tongue this whole time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's, let's, let's turn this over, Chuck. Chuck, don't put yourself on mute. I want to turn this over to the pro gamers here because um, I just do GTA 5. Like, how toxic is the online gaming world? It seems like a fucking cesspool. So let's, Dude, talk, about how, fucking, let's talk about that. It's a fucking nightmare. Like, I, I, I now have a setting. I, my, my friend tapping into this setting, like uh, chat setting, where it's like mute everyone except for party, and I just run that. I'm just so like I'm just sick of hearing anyone else speak because it's like all, almost automatically racist every time. Really? And, like and, and like yeah, like it, it's just at first when I was st- first started gaming, I had my username as just my name, and I was like immediate hell. Like they just, they just read side, just like oh fuck, like they just giving me hell immediately. And I'm just like all right, dude, I'm fucking over this. And then I eventually changed it to a, a meme reference. My, my new new uh, username is Yankee Only Brim, and like it's a bit more of disguise. <laughs> oh, damn, <laughs> nice, very good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, so here's the thing that's crazy to me. So I, I I was talking to James was relaying this talking point to me, and I was very interested because. I do play a little bit of. I've been known to dabble, play a little CD. So you know what the fucking vibes are, bro. Just keep my hand-eye coordination up to fucking par. As a professional podcaster, it's purely training. Uh, I, I hate it, bro. And it's not like. And I guess there's the kind of person that would be like, "Oh, you're being a fucking bitch about it." Like, get past it. But it's so it's so gross, dude. It's out of control. I don't it's even. It, it is literally part of systemic racism. <laughs> it literally, it's so out of control. How do you, I, I can't believe that you e- even 
Like, I would just play on mute if I was you, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's, what he, that's what he just said. Yeah, yeah, essentially, I, I mute everyone. I mute everyone. I don't even talk to anybody. Oh, do they, but, but do you they know the people you play with. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like, like oh, I, I usually it, play it. with friends, and, like, if you're not in that party, I don't, I don't hear you speak. Beyond, beyond, <laughs> uh, your, beyond your name, like, do they know that you're black or a person of color? Like, how does, how does it work? Or do, do, are they just saying these racial slurs to anyone? Anyone can get I think it's, racist smoke. It's, it's pretty much just like, it's like a, 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 it's just like a way of to disrespect at this point. It was like, if you take an L and you're upset about it, you're letting it go. And like, you could be, the person could be any race, but they just let it go. Have you, uh, yeah, ever, I think people you know, even do it in a racist way. That's why it's so bad because it's just completely devoid of context. It yeah. proves how <laughs> the plot is completely being lost for like a generation of gamers. I will say like, yeah. yo, first of all, Real gamer hours, gamers rise up. I know gamers listen to this pod, bro. <laughs> I identify with the gaming mentality. Saeed, our guest of honor, is a gamer, but gamer culture, we need to we need some virtuous gamers, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's all. Not that this is like your job to do this, but have you ever confronted people when they like oh, yeah. come at you? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Big do time. they back down or do they double down? Like how did how, what's the typical reaction? It is no winning. It's just no winning. It's just like a back and forth. And like, uh, it just becomes a, rep- a repetition. It's like, it's like the argument. It's like, uh, I know you are, but what am I kind of thing? It's just like never ending. And it's like, you're just not going to win and like get to this person's head and convince them otherwise. So it's like a pointless battle. But like when I was really gaming hard, I would argue with people all day. Like I would just be in the lobby just for hours, just like <laughs> arguing. And it's like people, like I would just also just, just like, uh, ancient, we were just like ancient Greece when the philosophers would debate in an open. <laughs> Have you seen and like it would just be go ahead go ahead yeah and like I, I don't know like it would just always be like a thing like once like if they were on the other team you just had to just flex on them you just had to just destroy them because they're just like and you then have to murder them you have this. to kill all racists murder all racists <laughs> yeah, for real bro. Uh, so it was just like a bigger reason just to go off a little bit hell yeah yeah um right. not that I would expect them to necessarily but have you seen any uh, or, you know, maybe not because you're using that mute function, but like, has there been any like more sensitivity or change or less hatred ever since like the protests have popped off? Yeah. Yeah. Actually Call of Duty snap. They, like, I think every loading screen now says black lives matter. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that That's only so not fuel the fucking hatred that and, exists? And like along with that, they can't like, I forgot if it was like Activision or infinity Ward or whatever, like company puts the games out. They're saying that they're like, doubling down or like tripling down on the amount of people that are like trying to like ban Mm -hmm. people who use like racist names or are reported for like being racist so they actually are like doing something it's i think it's more of a problem than like it's like a very popular problem everyone's like everyone who plays (laughs) call of duty is racist like it's really well well, that's That's the thing that blew my mind that put a new new perspective for me because it was something that I truly did ignore before. I played uh, a a Counter-Strike game recently. This had been the first one since, like, you know, there had been a fucking race war. And it was worse because it was then just, like, people, like, conspiracy theory. It was even more toxic because it was, like, now earnest. It used to be, like, and that the problem is, I think, that when, like, gamers use it, like we're like we kind of said, they're not attaching it to to anybody. Well, maybe if yeah. your name is Ayid, obviously that 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 was clear. <laughs> but for the most part, I think it's being thrown around like like just willy nilly, not like in a way that the person thinks 
that they're racist specifically, but that's the individual experience. The fact that they don't get is that now an entire fucking forum that people use to communicate is now part of systemic racism because everybody talks that way. And it's not seen as a big deal. And I never even thought about it. And then I was there and I was like, oh, uh, read the fucking room, guys, you know? (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so it was that. And then again, it was just even like more ridiculous rhetoric. I was like, yo, I'm not gonna, I purposely don't watch Fox News. I don't fucking tap into CSGO to also get the same talking points. It just becomes not worth it anymore. I mean, that's the thing, right? right? Like it's read the room and like, but they're, they're in a different room than we are. Sure, exactly. Like, 100%. Like, they, they might not think that it's still, that it's an well, issue. They might never no. think it's an issue. But here's the thing. We all actually live in the same room, but they're not acknowledging that <laughs> fact, dog. That's the fucking problem. What right. if, uh, so what's the solution here? So it sounds like there's something around, like, reporting. What if you had to game under your, like, telephone number or some shit? Ooh. Or, like, uh, or, like, your home address or something. Social security. And, yeah, Ooh, like, wow. where the fuck do you live? Wow. Say, do no, you want to be a brave? Nobody would talk shit if you had to put your address... There would be nobody talking exactly. shit. Exactly. Said as, as the as the resident gamer and Real Trump, maybe autocratic well. hours. Let's go, dude. Let's get the fucking technocratic state Chuck, on our fucking phone numbers. Let's as go. the resident gamer of the core four, do you want to be a brave pioneer and put your phone number address out there so that you know people know where to find you if you pop off inappropriately in, in the gaming? <laughs> did it sean don't bleep that oh <laughs> yikes no please do can't right, I mean, afford to lose this one so you talk about uh you know just kind of obviously everything happening in the world right now you know um you're young you're 25 you you but you've been in the, in streetwear for a minute um you know i want to ask have, have the recent protests and and calls for change have they kind of opened your eyes more to like the white privilege that's just so prevalent in the very white world of streetwear uh, um, I mean, yeah, like my, through, through all this, my eyes has just been, I guess like doing this specifically, my eyes got like reopened because I guess I just got like so desensitized from it. Just, just like, uh, just from over the years, just like, I don't know, just like naturally, I just can't picture being, like, I, I'm just black every day. So I just like, this is what I experience every day. So I like get desensitized from it and like, but like it gets forced back into reality, like in your face again when shit like this happens and like, you really like, you just reprocess that. And like, he's like, Holy shit. Like this shit is so fucked up. And like, this shit is so deep rooted. Like, it's like, uh, yes, it's the cops, but yes, it's like also, uh, the system at large is just like, it's generally pinned against black people. So it's just like generally fucked. And like uh, that this comes back and like resurfaces in my mind every time shit like this happens. Um, and this is kind of crazy to have like, I don't know. I was just having conversations during this whole thing, like with, uh, with the homies and just like people who have businesses and just like some of them were white and just like having conversations with them was always just led to like, they would just say shit like, Oh, I can't just wait for business to be back up and running. And I'm just like, at that point, I was just like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like we're talking about like people are literally dying from this fucking system. And like, you just want your business to be back and back together. I'm just like, dude, you're, you're part of the problem like you need to like just check yourself because there's there's a bigger problem at large than your fucking business right now and it's like stuff like that that was just like really infuriating and just like i don't know just people just like not fully accepting what was happening and it was like i don't know taking like uh another friend of mine was just like uh explaining like how he was sick and tired just like being bombarded with everything on social media and like wanted it to like it's like he just wanted to escape uh he was also white and i was just like dude like we face this like almost every day like 
at least you can just spend like a week dealing with this the same way we've been doing things all our lives. Like you can like, like this fucking, I don't know, like just step back and just like see what's happening, fucking read the room and just like accept and like learn more about what's happening. Fucking attend a protest, like just be more involved and like, uh, and just be more, just like try to understand a bit more like where this like why this is happening and like instead of just trying to escape it all the time it's kind of right mind-blowing speaking of like someone being too obtuse either deliberately or, or, or they're not even realizing they're doing it and completely missing the point have fans of your brand since like the active the activism has come like to the forefront um on an account that they might have followed before just because they liked cool t-shirts and cool tote bags like has anyone reached out to you and and was and and questioned what you were doing and like what have there been any interactions like that or have they been overwhelmingly positive and, and, and maybe even like furthering the reach uh, that all caps has because of, of the movement it's it's uh, so rightfully aligned with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we haven't. I haven't experienced one negative thing yet. Not one negative thing for the brand yet. Good for uh, you. If anything, it's been it's been nothing but growth during this time. Nothing but growth for this. Not that again. That's not what it's about. I just and and again, like I don't want people to right. think that that's right. something that even throwing fits is like thinking of. Uh, I think at least from it seems right. like everyone on uh, you know on this call right now, it's it's about doing the right thing for the right reasons. But with that said, I'm always very curious. It, it being at 2020, where uh, people that follow you on the internet love to talk to you like you work for them. I always wonder, mm-hmm. you know, what it's like mm-hmm. as a small business owner, uh, black small business owner such as yourself. But that's great that it's been totally positive. Yeah, I think I think that kind of proves yeah. that your brand above anything else was aligned with the right people. Maybe they weren't even, you know, they couldn't afford stuff, but you, they were aligned with you for the right reasons. And and that's when, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like like we say on this show, right? We don't have fucking <laughs> followers or fans. We have family, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's been all positive. I'm psyched. Yeah, not one bad thing. Not one bad thing. I mean, that's I do great. think I do think the the whole the whole streetwear industry, which is propped up on this capitalist framework of like buying things, and selling things, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. is grappling mm-hmm. with and stumbling through a lot of mistakes, like of kind of you know what the new normal is. You know, uh, mm-hmm. brands survive and thrive by selling things and this whole notion right. of like hype and, and creating desire out of, out of thin air. Um, right. But also just like, uh, I don't know, have you, have you ruminated at all on kind of like what uh, all caps, how you're going to do things differently? I mean, luckily you are so young and, and, and still small to the point where you can kind of change pretty nimbly, I would assume. But like, right. have you thought at all about like post COVID? Um, and I'm not saying post George Floyd, because there is no post George Floyd. Like everything is post George Floyd now. Um, just how you kind of operate in the space, uh, that, it, that will be completely different, you know, from here on moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been recently starting to think about it more. I don't know exactly what that's looking like, like in detail, but, uh, for sure, larger collections, uh, more cut and sew stuff. And just like, I don't know, like more, um, I want to just engage with the community a bit more, like do more events and like have more of a physical presence. Cause as, as of right now, we just exist solely online. So I think it would be interesting to do like more like physical uh, interaction stuff, just like more pop-ups and like maybe not even pop-ups, find a way to engage with people without selling things. And I think that's a big, big thing for me. It's just like engaging with people at just like a, a scale. Like that's just like what I live for. Like I just want, like I just live for the community and like meeting people and like experiencing right. moments together. So like 
I want to use that as a driving force just to like connect people. And I think that's just like uh, what the mission is going to be from here on out. It's just like finding different ways to like connect with people. I mean, I, I think that, listen, when you said it, I believed you, right? And I think that is the thing that's blowing my mind. Like, no offense, couldn't be me, dude, uh, you know. But, <laughs> but I think that the fact that I, I think, and I think that's kind of like what this is making very clear to me, someone who doesn't really know you at all, but is quickly becoming like a bigger fan than Ernie was. Like, I, it, it, it clearly is true. And I think that like, you know, the thing that James and I, I think have been hypercritical about as far as like the, the space uh, that brands kind of, you know, take up when, when it's, when, when we're in a time of tragedy or mourning as a nation, or maybe even on another level, like shifting a paradigm, it's like, what, what can you ever hope that brands would do? Like, why would you ever think that they would step up and do anything to help anyone? And like, if you can get over that and stop expecting that and think about what you can do and what your community can do on that level, James, what do you say Mm -hmm. about uh, thinking local or what is it? Uh, Think global, act local. There you go. Fucking up in the air starring George Clooney and whatever. Uh, All gave some, some gave all. Yeah. Uh, um, But uh, yeah, I think that, that's the mindset. And I'm just, yeah. I, you know, just I, it. it's crazy, bro. It's, it's, I think it's also, that's what it is. That's all it is. I think <laughs> it's also your, your, your setup really nicely Saeed, because like you are the face and the individual of the brand. And I think that not just in streetwear, but especially like in media, uh, you know, it's not about like the titles. It's about like the personalities that people connect with on an individual level, like you yourself was saying. And I think that like the, the brands that have been doing it right so far in these times, like massive upheaval, are the ones where they're not afraid to like put a human face um, in lieu of like the, you know, anonymity. Cause I think like anonymity is dangerous and I, you know, it goes mm-hmm. to the whole gaming thing. Like when you have this veil of secrecy or anonymity, right. there's no right. accountability because right. it's just like this amorphous brand. Right. Yeah. Um, and people I think are, yeah, like br- brands were a substitute for people, but I think people are realizing that there is no substitution for people right. and that it right. is about like the individuals that are, uh, taking actual action while also, you know, propping up this like fake thing that we call brands. So right. I don't know. So I think that to your point of like actually talking to people um, in physical spaces and meeting with them and interacting with them is like probably the move that more brands should follow suit on. Uh, just like humanize yourself. Yeah. Right. 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 No, I agree. And, and I know that, I mean, and we've learned this, but you know, Cam and Antonio stressed that you are like the most infectiously optimistic guy they know. I think I called you the, Oppen- the Oppenheimer of optimism. Um, you can keep that one. My man's smile is so infectious, it's going nuclear. <laughs> how, how have you stayed so positive and optimistic in these like insane, literally unprecedented times? What's uh, the secret? I don't know. Besides I gaming, just, like, don't say gaming. <laughs> like, bro, I literally don't have anything else. Like, I don't know. Like, I've been, like literally my entire life is just like, filled with like so many like dark moments right and like the only way through those is to just be like the only thing i have is to be positive about it because if not life shit so i'm just like i'm not going to live a shitty life i'm just trying to make the best of it and like all i have is this energy and uh and i just try to push it out and share it as much as i can and just like uh live the best life i probably possibly can like and that that's and that's just it and i just that's just like a mantra i just i just keep the vibes coming 
in a nutshell, so this is just like the power of, of positive thinking. Do you like manifest stuff also? Like, are you one of those guys? Or like, how how infectious is <laughs> what I want to? Yeah, like, uh, what, how, like what's, uh, philosophically speaking, if you had to like put it in a nutshell, mm. is it just positive thinking or? Uh, I do believe in like what you put out, like energy wise, you do return back in some way. I don't truly manifest much. Like I don't like manifest like, oh, I'm a manifest uh, all caps to be the best brand ever. Like I don't put that out there. To sell 200 like, t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never done that. I've never done that to anything. Uh, but like, I don't know. I just like just lead with good intentions and just like, I don't know. Like I just want the best for, for like, for all. So like, that's just how I think naturally in the, it finds its ways to return somehow. Kind of, kind of insane. So you know, some, wanna, some gave all caps. All caps gave some. <laughs> all, ca- all caps. All caps gave all. Um, <laughs> some caps gave all. <laughs> um, I think I might know the answer to this question already. Just you know, in in speaking and what you were talking about, like you know, staying invested yeah. in the community. But like, do you yeah. think that? Uh, well, first of all, do you think Philly? Do you think you're going to remain in Philly? Like, and all caps going to remain in Philly for its entirety? Ooh. I've been, I've been, uh, that's been a conversation actually recently. Um, and I think we're going to be here for a bit. We're going to be here for a bit. Uh, and I just like being close to my people. I think it's something I truly, I've been thinking that, about that more. Like being close to my people really impacts me a lot. So I, I think it's important for me to be in a space where I can do that. Uh, but like, I don't know, I've literally been here my own entire life and I've always considered moving somewhere else. Uh, and recently that's been LA. So that's been like a conversation. Oh. <laughs> that we've been having Come on, i know man. i know I, I have uh my good my good friend sean murray uh recently moved out there and uh yeah i don't know he's just been convincing me highly to move out the there. only then, bigger like, shithole than la is Philly. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know like i've been i've been tapping into like this nature nature vibe where i just like i don't know i feel like i i, I just been like wanting to be in nature more and i feel like la is like the perfect medium to like being really close to nature and really close to city and again yeah you can vibe. put a fucking you can put a fucking succulent in your car <laughs> <laughs> that too uh and i don't know I, I visit la a lot and i just like i like being there when i visit i'm sure it's different when what's I what's your la vibe is it that oh is it oh is it joshua tree what's your what's what is your what yeah, la yeah. vibe those are, both, those are those are two places that are not inside of los angeles <laughs> no no cali sorry it's california vibe sorry fuck you know what i mean uh, definitely big joshua tree vibes Definitely big Joshua Tree vibes. Try to hit that once, 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 once a trip. You trying to, uh, you trying to, you trying, try trying to lick some toads? <laughs> no toads over here. <laughs> no toads. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, bro. Free your mind. And then it's just astral oh, blast off. Jesus the cosmic, Christ. the cosmic vibe just aligned. Um, Psychedelic this. toads. Do you think, do you think that, uh, you know, I, I, I am hard pressed to kind of name what the most like successful Philly streetwear or just brand is in general. Does, you know, it seems like, and we'll, we'll talk about the scene in general. Does a, do you think that if all caps is kind of have a transcendent moment breakout, does it have to leave Philadelphia? Just strictly Ooh. speaking business wise, do you have to be in New York? Do you have to be in LA? Or if the choice was yours and you had your druthers and your fucking homie moved back to Philly cause you miss him so much. Um, you know, and you kept all caps in Philly, do you think you could still unlock the, or uh, unlock as much potential as you would hope? Classic big fish, small pond scenario. <laughs> yeah. I think Bro, more it's, than it's ever the now, fresh, It's the Fresh Prince story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, I think, I don't know, more than that, more than ever, 
are you able to like that's a fish out of water by the way so you're wrong it's different (laughs) no but in north philadelphia born and raised and then he moves to beverly hills like la yeah, I know. Just fundamentally oh, right, speaking, right, right, again, yeah, we're yeah. storytellers. I just want to make sure that this podcast is 100% factual. We're warriors of truth. We need to fact check this pod afterwards, like Melvin from the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. We'll have to we'll have to loop Saeed on that later. Yeah. Do you think Do you right. think you could if you, if you did remain in Philly? Do you think it could uh, achieve as much you know widespread success business speak business wise only um, as if you moved to LA or New York? They got IG everywhere, dog. Don't forget that. Though. That's what I'm saying. I, I think. Time like now more than ever is then you like you can scale your business via the internet. Scam? Uh, what was that? Was it scale, 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 oh, okay. scale. You both. <laughs> wait, 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 what is the term? Economy of scams, James? I yeah. you can scale. You can <laughs> you can scale scam, but you can't scam scale. I do think <laughs> big bars, big bars. I think I think there needs to be some sort of growth beyond Philly. Like I think there needs to be a presence some way, somehow, whether that's being in certain stores or something. But I think we can have the headquarters in Philly and still scale it pretty pretty nicely. Uh, but it's just figuring out how that looks like and like how that yeah, I just, just figuring out that that method. But um, I think playing it by ear. You're just gonna play it by ear. Yeah. Maybe do it, Philly, for sure. What um, sure, sure. Uh, b- besides like your family and and you know your your people being from Philly, like what's your favorite thing about Philly? Because I always like to say that it's like it's two thirds New York for three quarters the price. Like it's not a great deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, like the rent situation, whatever. I just like how uh, how real the people here here are. Like everyone's just like like you can almost like like I can connect with people very easily and like I don't know. I feel like uh, I can just like. It, People are just like very upfront. And I what about the what about the dumbass accents? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I don't know. I think it's special. I love All it. Right. I, um, I kind of got. Uh, yeah, I, I lost mine. I think a bit, but. Uh, I have a question. I have a question for you that uh, we kind of get hit with all the time, and and I'm glad that you know we finally have an authority in the house. Um, you know this this one hits home for me and Lawrence. It, it's it's taking a lot of bravery for us to ask this question. Uh, we had to dig deep. We had to, we had to dig deep to, uh, oh my to ask this one. And, and, but we're not afraid of big questions here. All right. Uh, first and foremost. So, yeah. you know, we, we toe the line. We got to cross it now here. and then. We, got, we really got to put all our cards exactly. out on the table. On oh this my one. God. Uh, this, um, is, uh, this has been a long time uh, coming. <laughs> so <laughs> Saeed, uh, Lawrence, myself, Chuck, uh, even chef, even though he had to bounce, we want to ask you, how do you feel about the John's universe co-opting the term John from Philly? It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know if uh, when I first saw it, I didn't know if it was like specifically. Saeed because- V.TF. It's a court case. The case. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started seeing it, I was just like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't originally, like, I started seeing it via meme. And I was just like, do these people know where this word is coming from? Like, at the context of where I was seeing it, I was like, of course we know. We're this, anthropologists. This word. <laughs> I was like, this word's being ruined. I'm like, these guys, are like, not you this guys word that means like the word in this context was... Be- this yeah. word that means both nothing and everything. everything. You guys are ruining yeah. it. You're yeah, ruining it. Yeah. Or like, it was just like... The, fucking Philly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so weird because like the context that it's, it's used as John's is yeah. different than like how it's used in like casual conversation. You uh, said You've seen the picture of the kid, the white like kid who's three years old, well, five years old, seven years old, dressed up like Allen Iverson with his uh, facial hair drawn on and, and cornrows. 
You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I didn't do that. He's in full Allen Iverson blackface minus the blackface, and he's cheering in the fans. Everybody who complains about throwing fifth using the word John is that fucking kid, okay? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we stole it from somebody else who stole it from the Philly people, by the way. Don't look at us. Talk to fucking super future, dog. Yeah. Also, that's how, that's how language. the cool Asian kids, bro. That's how yeah. that works. And that's how that's how language works. Like, don't be yeah, yeah, against yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. linguistic studies and shit. Like, <laughs> look, at Chuck, look at Chuck's yeah. background. <laughs> Yo, this is what Adam Rappaport got fired for doing at Bon Appetit. Real. This kid Real. is doing in the stands of a yeah. professional basketball game. He has a finger <laughs> sleeve. He has a finger sleeve, ladies and gentlemen. And, and the tattoos. He has the tattoos. What Put him on do? the mixtape cover. Put him on the mixtape cover. <laughs> this seven-year-old has... Tattoos. I will say, I was debating <laughs> um, whether this week we're going to return to the very fun and wonderful mixtape covers that Chuck makes for our, our guests, or if we were going to keep it yeah, yeah, yeah. extremely tasteful because of the race war with just kind of like the portraits, right? You don't know yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. But just yeah, because yeah. this motherfucking kid got brought up, we're going back to mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm everyone, with it. I love, new, I love that. I love that. It's the new that. normal. It's the new normal. We're not. We're it's not. So uh, you know, yeah. we're, we're defining it as it goes. Um, let's talk about the, the whole streetwear John in Philly in general. Um, and yeah. by John, I mean scene. See, it's not that easy. You, it's <laughs> easier just to keep it to, to garments. Do you think the streetwear scene in Philly is underrated? Ooh. Yes. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Who, who's Big doing time. So what's the – I don't want to do a Mount Rushmore because I, I would – got to get – we got to do a part off. two. Oh, we got to do a part two. Yeah, I guess we should. Well, I want to give all these brands that I'm sure that Saeed is about to fucking shout out are probably like independently owned. They might be fucking owned by fucking black people, other people of color. Maybe give a maybe give us the a a handful right now in front of the paywall that people should look out for and support. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, So, I mean, the community at large is just like very special, and like uh, there's first a lot of cool stores doing shit like. PZQ is a part of that. Uh, Ubik's a part of that. Laps on the Hammer is a part of that. Uh, and there's, there's like uh, the, 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 the associations, like there's like uh, the consignment shops, like Suplex and Common Ground are a part of that. And like, this is like a culture at large. And like, once you're in that community and space, like it's like a family, like everyone's accepting, you get to know everyone. And it's like, you go to these events and it's, it's like a good vibe. And it's like, honestly, that shit is amazing and i wish i can experience those those times a lot more uh i don't know it just it just feels like i think at a, at a, a community standpoint it's very special it's very special like it's in, not like I, yeah it? i mean i was i was gonna say i mean in your time in la and new york like how how is philly different like obviously i think that it sounds like the community in philly is very inward facing like they take care of their yeah, own yeah, yeah. And they're not yeah, necessarily yeah, trying, yeah. but also I, I feel like there's it's a bit the of a city of brotherly love. Dog. But I do feel like <laughs> I do feel like there's a bit of a chip on your shoulder, John, as well. Um, I don't know if you guys like. Is that true, or is that just me projecting? Because I'm a fucking snobby, you know, uh, New Yorker. A chip off the old John that you, you know, a John like on a chip on John. chip on Philly, like people from Philly's shoulder. Yeah, yeah, like you're overshadowed by you know uh, this New Jersey morally, uh, <laughs> just culturally superior New York and L.A. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I I never really saw it that way. My my <laughs> viewpoint of like uh like when I compare Philly and like the LA events and stuff like that, it's just like I don't know. LA just feels like a bit more cool guyly. 
Like it just feels like everyone. LA is trash. At least Philly is fucking real and true to itself. LA is fake as fuck, dude. I would I, <laughs> I listen. I would like to revise my rankings. Philly is now the second worst city. The worst is LA. I well, you know why? You know why that is? Is because <laughs> everyone wants to. Day. Everyone wants to move to LA for the fucking vibes and the weather and the Xanax that's in the air. The thing is, <laughs> no, one, no one wants to move to Philly. And so Philly, if you're in Philly, you're from Philly. Yeah. Ain't nobody there uh, on their own volition. Let's be clear. <laughs> unless you, unless you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Everyone, a lot of people everyone in Philly was forged from the same <laughs> fucking fires of shit. The same flame. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is just East Bushwick. That's what it is. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. I don't know what East Bushwick looks like, but I'm not sure. It looks about saying, as it looks about as white as Philly these days, my G. I'm just saying it's like it's Philly. Philly. Philly is like the, people that moved to Philly like they couldn't crack in Bushwick. They uh, you know, they're, they're Philly is the Bushwick of Bushwick. Urban Outfitters um, is in Philly, right? That's the big yeah, fucking yeah. yeah. yeah they're yeah, the fucking. Yeah, they're yeah. The, oh, you you, yeah, you hate the fucking see it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> enough of this. Enough of this Philadelphia pile on. Yeah, uh, this is bad. Yo, sorry. This is dude. hell. Yeah, this is dude. You guys are giving my city hell. You saw protesters uh, rocking the tote bags. Have you have you seen any yeah, celebrities yeah. wearing your Johns? And if you had your choice, who would be the dream celebrity to be spotted rocking some all caps? Ooh. Besides, I'm not. Besides Obama. <laughs> besides Ben I'm Franklin. Not- <laughs> I would love Obama to get Ben Franklin. Is black Ben Franklin. That's who we're talking about. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Christ! That's his nickname. <laughs> Put him on the bill. <laughs> uh, haven't had a celebrity wear it yet, I don't think. Uh, and if I had to put it on a celebrity, it would definitely be Lil Uzi. Yeah. Easy. Ooh, easy, the easy, goat. easy, easy, easy. What's your favorite Uzi project, and what are your three favorite Uzi jams? Uh, favorite Uzi project is probably Eternal Take. Definitely the deluxe. That the whole thing is just a play. I mean, honestly. Love is Rage is amazing too. Yeah. Uh, all like I'm a big like he's probably yeah, I don't know, I'm biased. I, I fucking love Have you ever have you ever uh have you ever met him or like run into him in Phil- in Philadelphia? Actually, uh he came to the shop once and uh like it was like he was like barely like he stepped in and stepped out really quickly. He was just like on South Street. He he visits like a store on South Street where P's and Q's also was called Suplex a lot. So he was just like in passing. Um and I also I didn't I went like so eighth. I went to a lot of middle schools growing up. Uh, and I went to like four, three to four di- different middle schools. Uh, so like when I went to seventh to eighth, I went back to my home, to, uh, my my home neighborhood, Feltonville. I went to the Feltonville Middle School, and in that school was Tierra Wack and Lil Uzi. Sure. I wow. went to school, same grade, same grade, everything. Uh, so I had like very. I was just like so. I, I moved from seventh to eighth grade, so like I didn't know anybody there, and I was just like a very shy kid. I was just like had like two friends at that time uh so it was like a really weird awkward just like eighth grade experience but like they that, were in that's my graduating class is that the you know the photo of like really young Uzi and he's wearing babesters was that was that from that school i don't think so i think that was pre or like yeah i think that was before that I think do, you, before do that. you have do you have an Uzi story or a tiara wax I, story I just I remember being very intimidated by tiara wax because she just was very opinionated and loud and just like had a, a, a big character. And like I was just like the shy kid, so I was just like always. She was like popular. She, she was like conventionally popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. She 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 ran that school essentially, and uh, I was just always. I was like always afraid she was gonna pick on me or something. Damn. Uh, so she she was like very like she she had she had a, a very strong character since. Was I knew Uzi her. a nerd? Like into anime and shit like that? I don't think so. He was 
He was his uh, <laughs> Beyblade. He, he might have been. I didn't really know him at the time, but he was he was around a lot. And uh, yeah, he was just always around with the cool kids. Uh, so Who's he was uh, in the mix for Was sure. he rapping? Was he spitting back then? Did he? Was he? No, like, I, I think. <laughs> no, I think that was like in high school. I think he went. Uh, mm. Like that started after that. How many facial tattoos did he have in eighth grade? <laughs> and how many how many facial piercings did he have? <laughs> um, all right, so Uzi's your dream celeb to wear your shit. Who besides like the right. obvious, like, you know, fuck Baron Trump, fuck like, you know, any, fuck James Woods, fuck any right-wing celeb, fuck any celebrity in that um, I take responsibility video. But who is a celebrity that you would hate to see wearing all caps? Besides Obama. That, that maybe like, maybe people would, are conventionally like, yo, if my shit was on, let's just say, I, you know, obviously not him, but like, if I saw like AI wearing my shit, I'd fucking, you know, bust a nut. But who's like, <laughs> who's a celebrity that people might want to see their shit on typically that you're just like, eh, G-E-Z? that's not right for me. g Easy. <laughs> Back, Macklemore. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're just naming white rappers. Yeah. <laughs> Machine what, about, uh, what about, what about, what about the dude behind Chuck, I'm the white Iverson hate. kid? <laughs> Post Malone, White Iverson. <laughs> this is Jesus the one. This is White Iverson. Yeah, that's the whole. <laughs> yo, yo. But to be that's fair, that's the whole yo, one. I don't yo, know about that one. Yo, in his defense, he started balling when he was young. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> he did do that. He did that. All right. Um, Say, so I want to ask you this because you know you're you're starting out, and we talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, you don't yeah, necessarily. Yeah. You've been in the game for a minute, but you're only now with the brand shit starting to move. But I guess like in, in your observations and in your interactions with a whole bunch of people across different facets of the streetwear industry, how can like the larger industry at whole uh, help elevate and enable young designers, especially like young black designers? Because I think that's, that's a question we're going to have to everyone here face soon, right? Like we can throw money around and, and that's great. But like, how can we empower aspiring young black designers to, uh, uh, you know, find success in, in this multi-billion dollar industry? Mm. I mean, as, uh, I don't know, I think some of the beginning ways could be to hire like these companies to hire black designers first, like just to give these people opportunity. I think from opportunity, people get courage and from courage, that stems to other things that you can like lead, you can teach from that. Uh, and then, I think other ways could just be like empowering black voices, maybe just like, uh, like for outsourcing work, like if you need photos being taken, maybe hire a black photographer, or like, re- like the, for like, I don't know, all these jobs that could be available, uh, maybe consider just hiring uh, black talent. Um, and it's like, also, I don't know, I think it, it could be a really interesting way of putting all the events in like a way that is like leading black empowerment or just like, not even empowerment, black uh, encouragement. Uh, we're just like teaching people about black history and black as- activism, maybe through the lens of streetwear. I feel like that could be a really cool opportunity. Uh, like maybe through a talk or maybe just through garments itself. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a big, big, big question. Big question I think it's definitely it. something that, um, you know, I think like, like, look, like selling t-shirts, uh, donating proceeds and stuff is great. And all these brands are doing it. Um, but in terms of like long-term, sh- a, a true shift, it's about like folding, it's about like folding right. black people into the mix in a way that is long-term and organic and not like just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's tokenism or just like meeting diversity quotas, it's, it's more than that. I think right. chef, I think chef uh, said it the best. This was behind the paywall, unfortunately, but the message uh, 
is maybe one of my favorite that I've heard. And I don't think this is even necessarily an original thought. This is the way that people can think. It's about trying to do two things. It is to educate and amplify, right? Especially if you have a, a platform. Uh, and that platform right. could be t-shirts. That platform could be a podcast. That platform right. could be right. like your right. Instagram account with, you know, 400 followers in your hometown right. and your family. Like, you know, right. that's, right. you know, th- th- those are the, not that we want to be reductive, but those are two things that like, that I know, like that we're trying to focus on. That I think everyone uh, could, could, could do right. easy. We're not right, easy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an easy yeah. way to yeah. think about starting. I should say. Right. Yeah. 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 Big time. Big time. And just having conversations in general. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it just starts from that. It just starts from just having conversations and being real with one another, one another. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do I'm curious. Um, you know, obviously it's early days for, for all caps, but like you mentioned that uh, in your hometown of fentanyl, um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. which is super deadly um and very you know, very deadly yeah it's it's hard to get out of there alive uh mean street. that you, like do you could you see yourself kind of like tapping into that neighborhood and and being like a figurehead of someone that's like yo like look i launched a brand and it's doing this and it's partnering with this and it's in these stores like kind of yeah, do you yeah. do you I, I know it's early days but like could you see yourself yeah, yeah, being yeah. a role model for the next like young black creative that's coming out of Fenton Fentonville, I believe is the mentor in your town. Feltonville. Felton, Felton, Felton. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would love to, I would love to, I would love to just encourage people just like in Philadelphia in general, in those neighborhoods, because there's not, uh, it's not much of that, especially in the education system. Like the education system here is, uh, just in generally just, yeah, complete trash. Uh, property taxes. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, so I would love, I would love, I would love to do that in some way or another, like at some at some point for sure. Um, and just be just to be more tapped in with the youth for sure, just to uh, share knowledge and just like share knowledge that I didn't have growing up, uh, share experiences that I didn't I didn't I didn't know uh, or didn't have a, a, a chance for someone else to like explain to me. Like I did, I want to definitely uh, show youth and like people like give them some sort of. I just show them another way of like how like you can how life could be, uh, right? Because you can't really get that from that neighborhood. Like the the, the 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 view is very limited in that neighborhood. I would just like at least a chance to inspire or like encourage uh, as many kids as I possibly can, even if that's one. Right. That's um, admirable, man. For yeah. sure. Well, speaking of uh, non role model behavior um, <laughs> and non peaceful protests, when the Eagles. Won the Super Bowl. Where were you? Yeah. Where were you that I night? was. I was in this room. So I was, I had a Super Bowl party. And I'm not even a big sports fan. Eagles, fly. Insane. Insane. Insane experience. Go birds. Go birds. Even that was that whole time. I don't even fuck with sports, but I was going crazy. Uh, I had a Super Bowl party here. Had a few homies. I think Cameron was here actually. Uh, and yeah, that shit was insane. It was insane. Fucking, we left. I don't live too far from Broad Street. Broad Street was on fire by the time we got to it. Uh, it was, <laughs> of course. It was fucking madness. Like, no, no, people no, were climbing. no, no. It, it only makes sense because Philly is literally the gates to hell. So there you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was insane. It was like honestly the wildest time I've, I've ever seen. Philly, I've never seen it like this. People were just fucking doing legit anything. People were just climbing buildings. Have you had the opportunity to use this very 
easy example to dunk on a racist yet as far as like <laughs> criticize rioting or looting and you literally just point to hey remember uh when you tore down a statue and ate a piece of horseshit off of the street that's because <laughs> you think yeah 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 nah, yeah it's the same viewpoint uh no nah, i didn't use that yet definitely no, it's keep in it locked arsenal. Keep it, it's in the arsenal yeah always ready never <laughs> lacking i mean yo statute of, statute of limitations is up did you commit any property violence oh yeah dude <laughs> no <Any property violence? laughs> <laughs> nah, that one that one did you that hurt a building protest. if you hurt a building you legally have to tell us on this podcast <laughs> oh, oh, i forgot that was the philadelphia inquirer buildings matter too yes yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> bro, hottest. Take of hell. No, no, speaking of gates of hell and Broad Street on fire, hottest take of all time. Yeah, Nuclear. for real. That's the buildings. That's the lives matter. <laughs> we need our buildings. Yo, yo, honestly, yo, Philly snapped when uh, they thought that you know the city of brotherly love also t- took into account all the structures. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, that's a bra- yeah. yo, it's brave and admirable, and honestly, man, thank you to white people. Yo, maybe it's like maybe maybe the maybe the editor in chief was feeling like some Japanese Shintoism, where like inanimate objects actually have a spirit within them. Maybe maybe Ooh. that's I don't know. That's how we feel maybe about Johns. That. That's yeah. the, oh, that's yeah. the Japanese religion. Yeah. Any, yo, if anyone comes to my Johns, got nothing coming. Um, <laughs> obviously, right? We are doing this on Zoom. Well, A, you live in Philly, but also like we're still, I think what people are kind of forgetting is that there's still a fucking global pandemic raging. Uh, Stay safe. The, the uh, infection rates in the U.S. are not going down. They're holding steady. No. Uh, we're pretty much fucked. I just want to ask you, say like, you know, we're still in quarantine here in New York. Um, I know it didn't hit Philly as bad necessarily, but like, what do you miss the most about pre-quarantine life? We're what, three months in? Like, what, what, do you, what, is, what is really just fucking with your head like what do you need to do uh i think just like i don't know like i was just like uh the the fact that i just can't hang out like i feel like like hanging out with friends and just like going to like i don't know just being in the same space was just like a good thing for me and like i just like i don't know i I have like this habit of like really working intensely and then after that i want to socialize and be around my friends and like i couldn't do that like i would just have to be stuck in this room and i'm just like fucking staring at the wall and just getting blazed out of my mind i'm just losing it uh and i just like that human connection i I miss a lot and just like every chance i every opportunity i got during quarantine to get like a little bit of it i would do just because i miss that so much and just like little things just like i don't know uh i don't i don't drive so i used to uber everywhere so but like during quarantine and like all that like i if i had to go to the bank i had to fucking walk there and i'm just like i can't take an uber like this shit sucks and like and like all the banks were just like there's like different chapters of them and they were all shutting down because of covid and they would be like one in the middle of nowhere and it'd just be like a fucking hassle uh and just like doing normal shit and just like going to restaurants i don't really cook that much and like a lot of the stuff i was eating was like going to restaurants and shit and i just that immediately just like affected me that i had to start cooking that was a learning what period. was your quarantine specialty <laughs> bro i got uh anything with ground beef i was doing tacos and spaghetti big time hell yeah that bro. was big routine like yeah i was on the uh, uh, the menu all night well you can't you can't drive how the fuck are you gonna survive in la yeah, dude, that's the that's the that's the thing. I, I've I've been trying to work on that. I've been trying to. Yeah, work. The thing, has been you you can Uber everywhere in LA. It's fucking five dollars to Uber anywhere in LA, but you got to talk to the drivers, and that is big fucking ass. The worst. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost yeah, like, gonna, hey, guy, get a fucking podcast, my G. Yeah, <laughs> I always just I always just pretend I'm on a call. I'm always like, I'm on a call. I'm on a call. A call with who, bitch? <laughs> yeah, and, then I'll, and then I'll just be listening to music. Body, then, like, can't. 
I'll be listening to music yeah. and then every so often I'll just be like, oh yeah, no, that sounds good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a call with TI right, yeah. right now. Um, what's the first thing you're doing when this shit lifts and, and we can go outside and fucking suck? First day out. What's your first day out when you're, when choir is out, yeah. out and you're out and about? Oh, um, maybe I really like, uh, besides like every time. the homies. Besides spending uh, your time inside gaming all day. <laughs> uh, usually, like when, once like the weather breaks here and becomes nice, I usually like to hit like one of the parks. Usually, it's like Rent House Park and just chill out there with the homies and just like you skate. I don't know, just, no, I don't really skate too much. I like yeah, I like I like ride, but like never. Yeah, you can't ollie. Can you? Can can't ollie. Can no, ollie. ollie with no pop. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. That's, that's, no, that's from that's from TikTok. Um, <laughs> what about, so, you know, you talked about how you're just kind of like staring at the walls and smoking a lot of weed. A lot of people would call that self-improvement. I think Chuck was like nodding in solidarity and, and I believe that I got a little quiet. <laughs> Hell yes. When, uh, when you said that. Like, <laughs> have you, you guys heard that? <laughs> yeah. have, you been, have you self-improved at all during quarantine, Saeed? Yo, I, 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 I started running. I started running. Oh, I'm putting shit. up miles now. Not Good. miles, but I'm running. I'm, I've been running consistently. Yeah, once I was going to run today, but I was nervous about this, so I didn't run. Huh. Uh, so I, that, uh, that was—that's a reason you should have ran. You would be more loose and limber. But I, I feel like I would have—I just I would have lost it more. Like I was. Like, oh. I, I'm you want to be locked yeah. in. You want to be. I want to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. My man doesn't. Uh, he's like, I'm not exercising. I'm not busting a nut before the podcast. <laughs> I want to be fucking locked in. You're like raging bull. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the kid in the meme with the veins busting out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that image came through the microphone. But, fully uh, torqued, fully what torqued. <laughs> what do you listen? What do you listen to when you run? Do you, yo, Uzi makes great running music. Bro, now I, I do. I want. So now I do. I, uh, be, I got no Snapchat, homie. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of quarantine, I lost the case to my AirPods. Oh, and never, I just oh, don't no. have headphones. I don't, the only time I'm sorry for your loss, bro. I'm sorry for your loss. Dude, I've never heard of someone losing the case, <laughs> bro. I, I don't know where the fuck I put it. I don't know where it's at. I, I have no idea, but I don't have yeah. headphones to listen to music. So I've been running. I just been listening to the streets. What? Damn. You've been raw dog <laughs> running? That's horrible. But You've been raw dogging so reality? Yeah. Dude, it's so, it's actually, I thought it was going to be terrible too. I was fucking scared to do it, but it's so fire. It's so fire. Because I mean, it's like meditative at that point. Yeah, but all you hear is just a heavy labored breathing. Wait, how like often? Can, how often do you like stop my, and see a uh, see a plastic bla- bag floating through the breeze and comment <laughs> on this? <laughs> well, like the experience itself, and like internally is beautiful. Like I can like I always had a problem. Like I was trying to get into running for a while, but like my breathing. Did Rocky was run with headphones or no? Did he raw dog reality? There, there's an <laughs> answer. Was raw dogging. Um, there you raw read. Dog. Michael B. Jordan ran to Meek Mill and all Ooh. the dudes uh, popping wheelies on That's their good soundtrack. Yo, yo, good honestly, soundtrack. Soundtrack. Uh, I feel like we kind of uh, sold ourselves down the river a bit with the outro music. I feel like there's so many good Philly options that after shitting on Philly, we're only we're not even halfway through. We've been shitting on Philly for like two hours plus. You love yeah. to fucking see it, but at the same time, to see it, maybe like yo, dreams and nightmares. That's what I'm saying. But to That's be clear, bad. I just want to see boss. That- we weren't Rick. We didn't come on. We didn't come into this pod meaning to shit on Philly, but I think that once. Oh come uh, on, dog! But once a New Yorker starts shitting on any other city, you have like you have to join them in the pylon, and yeah. that's just what happened. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Yo, uh, Philly is just a statistic now, bro. It happens. Jesus Christ. 
Said, um, what's some like, uh, you know, so running, that's great. Uh, smoking weed, that's great. Yeah. Cooking, yeah. Ground, cooking ground beef, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> ground beef, God. I believe, uh, <laughs> I believe MF Doom said, mmm, food. Yeah. Yes, thank you. What, what's, some tra- what, what's some trash behavior that you've been exhibiting while in core? Uh, big, big, big candy energy. Really? You're the, head the honcho of, you're the head honcho of Haribo. Yeah, what's the Mount right. Rushmore? Hit it's, us with the Mount Rushmore. Or is this, we're going to do this later. Fuck. Eh, fuck <laughs> it. I, I'm, I'm bad. I, I've been like a couple packs a day. What? Damn! You're a two pack a day habit? <laughs> dude, dude, I, I, it's you're bad. Like Don, you're, like Don, you're like Don Draper of gummy worms. <laughs> dude, that's, this a, that, that's a, that's a two like, pack of type two diabetes, bro. Yeah. You got, because what, like, do you guys don't get that post dinner candy thirst? Like, you guys don't get, you guys we, don't get that? The, the, the oh, post yeah. dinner oh, yeah. candy <laughs> thirst? No. That's not a real, <laughs> that's not a real thing. It Only thing. You. No, it's Only real. It's, it's absolutely real. A I mean, thirst like a blood thirst, but it's Haribo? I'll do like a I'll do like a piece of chocolate or like yeah, a, 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 freezer, a freezer Reese's after dinner. Oh, so fire! So fire! A freezy so Reese's fire. does sound nice. Wow, a Reese's freezy with the greasies. <laughs> but like it's also like really nice to have gummies like while I'm gaming too. So like after dinner is usually game time. So I'm like I need a pack. For me. It's you, eat not a like pe- you eat a lot of pizza bagels as well. <laughs> no, gummies are chewy too so it gets your brain it gets your brain fired right right, right, right. It's, wait, good wait, for, Chuck, it's good Chuck, for gaming Chuck you're it's saying that you have kick start your brain with gummy worms to think yeah. <laughs> they're like it, it's like a, it's like um it's like a performance enhancing drug for gaming you can't you gotta oh god oh, time, to, time to boot up the oh, old god. machine let me think <laughs> that's how you get the dubs gummy bears that's how you get the from <laughs> I mean, yo, Lawrence. I think we're forgetting that these guys are like in their mid twenties. And like, okay, what's 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 just? You think I'm lying? Guilt? We'd be lying. <laughs> we'd be lying if we didn't say that we're extremely fucking jealous that you guys can just like eat whatever the fuck you want, stay up until yeah. four in the morning with zero consequences. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, a motherfucker. A motherfucker <laughs> giving the full spring lineup of gummy worms, but isn't registered. For I'm not yeah. interested in his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next topic, which is, of course, money. Um, Ka-ching. Saeed, you're, you're, a big, you're a big listener of the pod, so you know that we keep it class, we keep it elegant, we keep it fucking above board, baby. Yeah, baby. That being said, as a young, black, small <laughs> business owner, how much yeah. money do you make? <clears throat> Trying to do salary transparency, dude. Be yeah. a hero. So how the people usually answer this very transparently? No. no, but we're going to try to, we're going to shift the paradigm, dude. This, we're going to be, uh, well, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do, especially, <laughs> especially, especially if you're a broke ass motherfucker and you're about to embarrass <laughs> in front uh, of 18 million no. people. Don't do that. But I yeah. think that we've been asking this question as not kind of a joke. But James, yeah, yeah. I think that moving forward, this could be a really interesting we can, way for people to. T- this is all people oh, know. This can, is all we, people care about. We can push for it. The thing is, is that it's different if you're a, if you're the business owner. You're you're probably not paying yourself that much at all because a lot of it is probably going back in the business. It's different if you right. work for a corporation and you have contemporaries and peers at other businesses. Sure, and sure maybe sure. like pay disparities fall along like you know gender or race lines or whatever. But if you're a small business owner, 
Please it's just, just all about fucking margins, right? <laughs> so you're saying you're saying you're t- you're advising him as his lawyer, doctor the uh, doctor Taco Esquire the third. You're saying that Saeed should plead the fifth on this question? Absolutely not, Saeed. Uh, this is entirely your prerogative. Uh, you live in America. Um, you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want as long as it's not hate speech or fire in a theater. Um, <laughs> okay. How much money do you make? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this. <laughs> I'm gonna answer this in this way. So like. Up until this very point, I would take a small percentage of each drop for my own personal gain. Uh, and like that was after uh, shipping things out, after production, after paying Andrew, after uh, just like after everything, I would just like take it in and that would just be my cash. And I would just like run, run that. Um, and that always varied. But that's, up until that's, this what, we call, point, that's what we call profit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but like up until this, until like uh, like two weeks ago, we so we recently all caps got acquired by Triple R Brands, Woo! which is like the same umbrella as Eighteen East, and no. life's good. Wow! <laughs> Wait, yo, so you're telling me you came up with this brand less than a year ago and you got acquired and you're sharing that with the world on our podcast right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one knows. This is literally the first announcement. Announcement. No, that's a. So what's a, okay without. I, well, I don't know what... Listen, you probably should... What, what were the terms? Yeah, it's signed. By the way, this is all signed. <laughs> I'm not telling you guys the terms. I know, but it's signed. I don't want you to say anything that can... The deal is signed, sealed, and delivered. Ink is dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I want to know, uh, did you make... Um, did you make the, the smart decision and have a lawyer slash accountant look at the terms or... Were you brave like me and Lawrence and just sign it fucking Bro, sight unseen? I'm I'm a I'm a maniac and I just did a sight unseen. You did? Oh, oh yeah. no, that's oh, no no sight. Oh no. I, but like I know like I I trust I trust the people very much and I sure. also trust Antonio very much oh, and Antonio was like very much sighted on that. I trust Antonio so much and like the vibe of the conversation with everyone I had over there was really good. Uh, is it a licensing? I, what's the what's the nature of it? Is it is it um they took a controlling stake licensing? I don't know how much you want to share, but yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. Um, I'm trying to process. It's it. more the, the idea was more about enabling and like uh, just furthering the growth of all caps because they have resources and yeah and like uh like they know they know people who can like do cut and sew. They know people who can I mean, like further right. everything. This is, uh, this is what we talked about with. You being sorry, not being to cut you off, incubated. with, with being a freelance being incubated within triple. No, this is what we talked about with you being do this, yeah. With you being a freelance photographer, <laughs> if only you had someone to handle the dirty stuff so that you could focus right. on the creative. And now you are exactly. fully enabled to focus on what you do best, which exactly. is the fucking graphics god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this hey, this ground beef's not gonna cook itself. You know what I'm fucking <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, you need, you need someone to secure the pan. You need someone to fucking turn the gas on. To some and then degree, you're to some degree, all caps is now being incubated in a way where your full artistic vision, the cut and sew, the full line, everything you want to do is going to be powered by uh, a company that knows what the fuck they're doing. And if exactly. you if you're if, if you're listening to this and this sounds weird to you, it's what's happening with eighteen East. It's kind of like it's more of an incubator than I think a traditional right you know, right takeover right. Um, bullshit. Right. How much right. Right. for you the know, wrong and, reasons? And I'm sure that I'm sure that Mr. R 
and his two brothers. Uh, all, Antonio all, is still shipping out of his basement, by the way. <laughs> if you don't like, let's all be very. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure that Mr. I'm sure that Mr. R and the two brothers, uh, the three R's, are listening. Um, so maybe this is your chance to kind of let them know, like, how much money would you like to make? Like, what's an ideal, uh, re- what's an ideal paycheck that you cash in every two weeks? An ideal? Yeah, like, how much you want to make a year? Um. Uh, is it I a, don't know. I'm not. I'm not. A, is it a mill? Is it a bill? Is it a trill? I, I'm not a greedy man. I just want to live comfortably. I just want to live comfortably in this like. So in Philadelphia, that's like forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe less. Maybe less. Honestly, uh, bro, take a take a salary for a Condé Nast editorial assistant and just have that sucker just right down the middle. That's <laughs> how, mu- how much are season tickets for the Sixers courtside? Ooh, baby. I love a court size. What's, what's face? <laughs> I love I a court size situation. Thirteen Sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Right, so, so, you seem like a simple man of simple taste. Just ground beef on your spaghetti. Um, what's like a yes, yeah? Like what's an ideal? What's an ideal annual salary? Um, if you had your druthers. I don't know. I'm good with like upwards of upwards of seventy is nice. Wow, like you are upwards of eighty. Mm. You are a a simple man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking for much here. I'm not asking for yeah. much here. No, that's great. I just want um, to live, live, but it, I feel like eighty thousand dollars in Philly, you could live like a fucking lord. How yeah, many, how many cheesesteaks is that? <laughs> how, many jo- how many Johns is that? <laughs> It's a lot of Johns. It's a lot of Johns. By um, God, his Johns are over nine thousand. <laughs> what do you? What do you typically? What do you typically? You know, besides like I don't know, gaming uh, upgrades or whatever. <laughs> what do you buy in gaming? Like skins? You buy skins in, in gaming and shit? Like, yeah, you buy you buy lives in Candy Crush. Obviously, you're addicted to gaming. Yeah. What do you like to spend your money on besides candy and <laughs> gaming upgrades? So you must love Candy Crush. It's your two loves combined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to be, yeah. <laughs> I hate that game to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like, like to travel. I've been traveling a lot. I like to. Oh, yeah. I, I buy shit a lot. Um, what's on your What's on your travel What's on your travel bucket list? Where do you want to head next? I, I do. I, you guys are gonna hate me, but I'm going back to LA probably in a couple weeks. Bro, you're not. What if you don't have any uh, aspirations. Uh, but like, uh, I, I, I do. I do. But like, I have very good friends in LA, and I just I miss them a lot. I, and that, I just want to. You don't want to go to Japan. You don't want to go to Paris. You don't want to go to London. Oh yeah, 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 big time. No, yeah, uh, Paris is on the list. London's on the list. Um, but I LA, but 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 Los Angeles, city of angels, city of angels. You want to talk culture? You want to talk <laughs> fucking culture? Let's talk Los Feliz, Los Angeles, <laughs> Los Angeles, baby, the windy city, the city of lights. The city that never sleeps in the city of fucking love. You know it. The best. Well, no, excuse me. The the worst, the worst. after Philly. Sorry, right? Yeah, after Philly. After Philly. what do you are you are you spending more in quarantine or or are you like saving up? At the beginning of quarantine, I was I was I was letting it rip. I, I've been I've been good recently. Letting it rip on what? Go off. Let us know. What's I it? was just uh, what was I buying? I was buying. I don't know. I feel like there was just a lot of. Uh, I was supporting the homies at Mount Sunny a lot. I was supporting the homies at Extra Vitamins. I was exporting supporting. Uh, um, what else was I buying? 18 East. I was buying 18 East a lot. You had to buy 18 East? 
I probably oh, don't have on. to, but I do come it because on, I support. Bro. Like I know what it's like to run a business and have people actually like ask oh, Mount, stuff. Mount, Mount, so Sunny, Mount Sunny is like, like a, a wellness brand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That they, dude, they that do dude's from a dude's from Arizona. So shout out to shout out to. Oh them. wow, big AZ. He's from that's the fentanyl Arizona. It's actually kind of like. <laughs> Now, now, now you ruined it. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, companion pieces, you know. What do you cop from 18 East? Yeah. I cop, what did I cop? I coped. what did I cop? Also, sorry, what did you purchase from 18 East? Oh, damn, that's another thing. We got oh, the reckoning is coming for that, bro. Yeah. That's a big fact. I got, uh, what do they call it? Uh, it's like this, uh, I forgot the name of it. It has a name for it, but it's like a white button-up shirt that's made out of like uh, the certain material that's like longer that you wear underneath. Kurt does, stuff. Right? It's like a, it's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Got that. I got like one of their that's a big uh, vibe, hoodies. dude. That's a big, big vibe. Big vibe. Awesome. I bought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bought uh, some uh, brown trousers and what else? That I think uh, I tried to get the Gorekis. Gorekis went quick. Um, yeah, dude, that's the crazy thing so how does it feel when you're shit so obviously the drop that we talked about before that went fucking the, went oppenheimer right that you guys are raising yeah. fucking, fucking six things honestly <laughs> it makes tf look bad i honestly i'm not happy about it i was actually gonna bring this up to you're right it, it, it is about us it is about uh our performance versus you know <laughs> yeah, exactly um, so yeah just, you know i don't like being made look bad because you that's how fucking nuclear you guys went but anyway <laughs> Uh, normally, when you do drop shit with Antonio like before and the shit sells out, how does yeah. that feel? Yeah. What is that feeling like? It's crazy. I don't know. I, I never have I guess your own shit sells like, out too. Sorry, I didn't mean to be presumptuous. What's that? What What kind of higher are you chasing yeah. with the sellout? What is, how is that? <laughs> that good sense like, <laughs> no, no, It's bad, but it's very bad, actually. It's not good. It's always a guessing game. Like, I'm never... I never am like, oh, this is going to sell out. Oh, this is going to be like right. anticipating a sellout. Like, it's always just like, we don't know. Like, it's like, will this do well? Will this not? And it's like, always just like, this is a guessing game. And, and uh, it's always surprising to see what does sell out. What it's like, what's like the sleeper or like whatever. Like, it's always just really interesting to see. So what's I, been I never, your, what's been your biggest brick? Ooh. Uh, Besides being born big, in Philly. Jesus Christ, Philly made me. <laughs> Again, uh, my, my condolences. Lawrence, have you ever been to Philadelphia? <laughs> have you ever been to Philadelphia, Lawrence? Of course, bro. I, you know, this have is you? crazy. The, the, the night that changed my life, I was in Philadelphia. What, not, what changed your life? What happened? I yeah, got offered a job at Brand Pimps and Media oh. Games over fucking the, 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 the job offer that put me a young white at-risk youth <laughs> at risk because of how much privilege i was overloading on that's what i mean sorry i it didn't come out right so but the anyway. trauma so the trauma of entering yeah. the fashion industry <laughs> you you has, equate that with philadelphia has made me no right exactly yes yeah my first job where i was fairly compensated thirty eight thousand dollars a year <laughs> to be a human slave <laughs> In a corporate machine. No, I love that was a great first job. But no, I was in Philly. I'll sh- and listen, I'm from Jersey. I'm the, the joke here is a, is my complex being Jersey uh, doesn't have a city as cool as Philly. That's just facts. But Jersey, you know, doesn't want to also be viewed worse than Philly. So you know, it happens. That's true. So um, life. All right, let's move on to the third and final topic, which this truly is a working title. It is the oh. segment formerly known as. <sighs> but 
<laughs> we are rebranding under the new moral framework of the times we live in. And, uh, you know, working title, Fappin' and Clappin'. Well, um, no, in this case, it should be Fappin' and Cappin' in honor of All Caps Studio. True, true. But there's no, there's no cap. There's no cap in no All cap. Caps. Whether no, or not there's there's, no, and there's no cap in his fap either. Let's be fucking, but, let's be let's be real about that one thing. This man has no cap in his fap. Let's find out if, <laughs> if this man has claps in his in his caps. Um, have have you been dating at all in quarantine? No dating, no dating at all. I haven't been really? dating. Yeah, like you, for celibate. <laughs> not intentionally, but it's just like Volatile. I don't know. Like a, you're an incel. You're involuntarily you know, celibate. You're an incel. <laughs> like and a gamer. Like a, uh, oh, it all makes sense. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. Uh, yeah, I haven't been dating at all. I think it's I don't know. I just life did already. Try, did you try it all? Did you try it all while in core? Where you're just like, this is stupid. Like, what am I going to do? Fucking like FaceTime for an hour? Get jiggy over yeah. Zoom like right I, now, dog. I hopped on I hopped on Tinder for a second, but like the conversation immediately led to nowhere. So I was just like, "This is a dub," and I just like down, deleted it. Do you instantly. use apps a lot normally? Like, did you use apps before Quar? I don't think like I, I tried them. They're they're just not my vibe. I just can't get across that way. Like I just I'm always just like an in person type vibe. Like you I'm just use IG. Don't lie. Don't lie to the people. You just use IG. IG. The, That's what everyone does. <laughs> Low key, the big the big vibe is IG. Is that the uh, real reason why you want to move to LA? Because the oh. as you call as you call them Johns, the real Johns are out there. Oh shit, dude! Loki, I honestly think uh, I'm on like the quest to find the one, uh, okay. and I think I don't think the ones in Philly. I, at least not from. I, I feel like I've experienced. I've obviously experienced the, the city my whole life, and I've been involved the whole life. I don't think I don't think the Queens here. Wow, that's a huge. <laughs> that's a big indictment against uh, your city that you love. The fact but like, that like I, I do love, I do love it, but I don't know. Maybe she is here. Maybe I haven't found her. But yeah, uh, I think you got to look harder, bro. Not, maybe, I might have. To, maybe you have to I go to the. To. Uh, maybe you have to go to the very romantically uh, named neighborhood Fishtown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't don't fucking yo check the gates of hell. You don't know what's over there, bro. Maybe maybe, maybe I haven't I haven't checked. Yeah. Maybe she's dancing at the Republican or the Republic. You know what I'm talking Ooh. about? I've Rip? I've heard of the Republic. I haven't been there. Yep. I haven't been there. Oh, you oh you oh right. Friend, only I've heard friends it. have told you about it. Right, right. Of course, of course. I'm a, of course. I'm a member. I'm a member. I'm a member. You cannot draw my name. Jesus Christ! No, because like I think it's that strip clubs. Wait, wait, James, you're on the executive board. Is that strip clubs can't have a curfew, like a very early curfew, or maybe like um, members only clubs can go past uh, whatever the curfew is for other bars. And so this is like a strip joint, but you have to like be a member with like a one-time $5 contribution or some shit. I don't know. It's really dumb. <laughs> you know, honestly, man, I really love that charity has become a huge part of this exactly. show. That's fantastic. Exactly. Um, I want to ask you this, the, the last question of fapping and clapping working title. You know, mm. once, once quarantine lifts, there's, there's a palpable energy in the air. Once core lifts, is this going to be the horniest summer of all time? Yeah, the very it's building up to be that for sure. That's the that's the the big vibe for sure. I don't think I've been inside this long since gaming gaming years. And <laughs> Yo, whole, <laughs> wait, the whole city is just ready to bust. It's yeah. just like yeah, everyone. You busterly love. You can you can feel that you can feel the the energies in the air. Yeah, <laughs> that's called that's called throbbing. That's dangerous. Testicle. Yo, with especially with dangerous. That's what. So on top of everything that's going on, that's a dangerous sexual energy. That you're you know you're a vibes guy. That's a dangerous. That's Pandora's box of vibes. You open that. <laughs> you can't put the toothpaste. Back Anything's in the possible if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of bo- it's some sort of box. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the oh the box God. is also a metaphor. 
I say you're obviously a super well-dressed guy. Our question to you is, what is the first piece of advice you'd give to someone who's looking to level up his style? You got 18 million listeners. Oh, no, sorry, 17 million, soon to be 18. You have yeah. 17 million Not listeners yet. right now. Um, what's the first thing you tell them? Uh, fuck, man. Level up your style. Level up the style. Um, listen to throwing pits. Woo! Wow. <laughs> about, oh, this is, yo, honestly, that was like, you know, people kneeling with the cops or Republicans fucking uh, going, or excuse me, uh, uh, Democratic senators and congressmen going fucking full hotep. That was elite pandering that you just did, my friend. That is the second, that is the second uh, pod in five weeks or so that that's been the answer. Cause yeah. um, really? Jonah, 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 Jonah Weiner. Yeah. Um, Said the same thing. I guess people now know that James is, is half POC. We should have had that out there earlier. I feel like we would have like, more love, dude. Well, I tried to put it out there, but you as the white hegemony silenced me. Ah, um, it's my fault. Yeah, Got it. Sorry, exactly. dude. My bad. Exactly. Wait, wait, about, can, uh, I, wait can I wash your feet later? Yes, please. Yes, cool. please. Um, say, what about like, what about, because obviously, you know, we, we kind of alluded to this, but for, for anyone that's looking to you as, as a successful brand starter, and now we know how truly successful you yeah. are. What's some foundational advice you give to someone who's looking to start their own brand? Because like nowadays, you know, uh, brands are a dime a dozen. You can just start a brand by fucking launching an IG account. So like what is actual concrete solid advice you give to someone who's looking to start their own shit? Uh, First, go like let the driving factor of what you're doing be beyond clothing. Don't start a brand just because you think clothing is cool and that you want to make money off of clothing. I think that's uh, a really wrong move to do. Uh, I think it should be maybe about something else, maybe something you want to explore, maybe ideas you want to explore, maybe people you want to reach, uh, conversations you want to be had. Um, and also just have, uh, I don't know, I feel like you can get discouraged a lot. Like if you have a drop and it doesn't do well, maybe that discourages you from continuing. But I think Honestly, having true belief in yourself and like your ideas is uh is truly key. And uh, yeah, also like the two two best. And just like I don't know, yeah, just have belief in like it's beyond this clothing. I think that for a small uh you know designer or a small brand run by one person that like has that first drop and it doesn't go maybe how they want it to, and to and to understand yeah. that like now you honestly like you know, have this, you have this product that maybe is not moving. So like, it's not like you have unlimited funds. So I can get how right. that could be demoralizing, right. but like, and James and I can, we, I think we're the living proof of this, that like the, the odds that you get it right the first time you have to mm-hmm. almost know going into it that like, it's, that's not mm-hmm. how it works. And right. I hate to think that kid, you know, and, and we want kids to listen to this and, and, and follow like down that path where you could work for yourself and you could be your own right. boss. Be fucking balling like the king of Philly, who's like <laughs> in the juicy zoomy right now. Who's like, yo, I don't know girls right now, bro. I'm a mogul. I don't have time. I don't have time to date. You know, um, yeah. But anyway, I, I feel like you know, I, you know, just the, you know, expectations. Like you, you want to have self worth. You want to have belief. I'm all for that. But I think it's about being realistic too, without yeah. being like a yeah. you know fucking glass half empty Debbie Downer. I think. You know, it, the yeah, odds yeah, yeah. that it happens off rip, like the Saeed story, the glow up that is meteoric, right? Which is, it, honestly, I didn't even, I don't think anyone besides you knew like where it was at even now. You know, I think that this is, I think it's a great example, but like, this is not just how it, it doesn't just happen. You know? Right, right, right. 
And speaking of people that uh, have not experienced their glow up yet, uh, it is time to move on to 30 seconds of thirst because chef, I don't know what chef had to go do, whether it was like a a family zoom or some shit, but, um, or maybe he's like doing a fucking quarantine date. Who knows? Cause that man, that man needs to release something. That man needs to release some nut. Um, (laughs) So we're only going to, we're only going to enter 30 seconds of thirst featuring our fucking man's. Okay. Why don't we do 60 seconds of thirst? Yeah. Where Chuck, you can have both questions. Um, Chuck, you're unmuted. Speak, my king. Uh, so you said you wanted all caps to have more of like a physical presence. Um, yeah. I want to know what like the all caps flagship store, like what would the vibe be? What would it look Ooh. like? What would it smell like? What kind of furniture? <laughs> all five cents. What's the location too? Okay. Where's it at? Uh, I would think probably if we were to do it, I think I would tap into Philly. Uh, I think it would be, um, it would probably smell, uh, I would like to have a lot of plants in it. So that would probably smell, uh, you know, aromas of plant vibes. You get like uh, maybe some incense, big incense guy, maybe some uh, green tea incense, uh, maybe some, uh, the, the furniture would probably be, I've been uh, into like mid-century sort of vibes. So maybe that's the vibe in there. And uh, it would just, I think it would be facing as like, I don't think it would be full on retail. I think it would be a mixed retail and like workspace. Salon. Uh, what do you say? A salon, a meeting so, place of yeah. thought leaders <laughs> and minds, just yeah. like, or kind of like what, um, kind of like what, kind of like what Antonio has at ATE, East, where it's like, yeah, mm. retail in the front and then true like office in the back. And it, it, yeah, it's just yeah. a curtain and he'll like walk you back there if you want. ATE yeah, has yeah, a yeah. sick vibe. Right. I feel like uh, that's a store that, yeah, it's like part of the universe. I think that if you're in the city and you're obviously you're going to check out like Noah and you maybe want to see the fucking new fucking Supreme store on Bowery or go to ALD or whatever, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. 18 East is kind of doing it in their own way. No that free is, clout, no free clout. Yeah, no free clout, no free clout. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, 18 East is, I think it's it's part of the, it's like that part of the universe, right? You're just trying to, and I guess all right. caps, that's like what, how close do you to, to piggyback on Chuck to some degree? How soon could this happen if you had the guess? Now that you got the fucking financial superpower, you got the you got the you got the daddies in the yeah. building. Yeah, uh, it's been a conversation. We're still trying to figure out exactly how this is going to work and like where we're going to place it and like uh, if we want to place it at all. But it's definitely in. It's a conversation about it. Uh, I'm just a little bit worried. Uh, how soon it, it might happen and just like i know retail in philadelphia from my experience is always a bit tricky and it's hard to to gauge so if we were to do it i definitely would emphasize studio first and then retail second uh i'm worried about like your a, furniture budget dog facts <laughs> i'm worried about this global pandemic we got going on mm, that too but it's like uh yeah i don't know like this this one talks to keep have like one possibly in philly or one possibly in la oh so, wow we already know where this man <laughs> fucking Fightful goes west, dog. Yeah, where in LA? Where in LA? Uh, I've been fucking with, um, uh, fuck, what's that area called? Um, where's like the La Brea Tar Pits? Like, uh, 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 what's the area where like uh, Mr. Green and uh, Office and Gallery? You guys know those stores where those guys are based? What's that area no. called? Silver Lake? Silver, no. Lake? Silver Lake. Yeah, Silver yeah, yeah. Lake, yeah. I, I fuck with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the vibe. I like that vibe a lot. So my, my second question was going to be, you work with Mr. Green, and you mentioned getting blazed. Uh, very, <laughs> very, very cool. Um, is weed criminalized in Philly, and like, how can the, the legal kush industry give back to people of color? Ooh. 
legal uh, weed is actually decriminalized. Still like uh, still not recreational, but decriminalized. Um, and black people should get weed for free. Yo, <laughs> I would, I would, reparations? Straight up, straight up. Like they should, they should, Yo. they should free all the people in prison who are like oh, selling no. drugs, oh, and yeah. then and then give them the money that we were giving to. No, the cops. that's not even good enough. That's actually you. You get smoked out by Obama. That's also part of it. That too. Every single that's fucking. You get every 40, single fucking um yeah. The, we get, my, my, you, get, you, get 40, you get forty acres of marijuana plants. Yeah. My, my, my last weed question well, was. Well. Uh, What's your favorite way to uh, in- indulge? Do you like to smoke or vape or eat or flower? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I like flower. I like uh, uh, papers. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like the act. Of, like the act of smoke is really nice for me. Like I, I also have a bowl, but the bowl is just not as satisfying to smoke. No, out. of course not. Agree. Thank you. <laughs> All right. 60, ne- 60 seconds of thirst with Chuck and Chuck is a fucking rap, and that is a rap on part one of two chef i don't know where you are but i'm gonna need you to hit that motherfucking outro music so nasty that is probably somewhat of a travesty having me then he told the people you can call me your majesty keep your battery charged he know it won't stick yo and it's not his fault you kick slow should have let your trick hold chick hold your sick glow plus nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go and you know i know that's a bunch of snow the beat is so butter keep the slow cutter as he utter the calm flow don't talk about my mom yo sometimes he rhyme quick sometimes he rhyme slow or vice versa whip up a slice of nice verse Hit it on the first try, villain. The worst guy, spot hot tracks like spot a pair of fat asses. Shots of the scotch from out the square shot glasses. And he won't stop till he got the masses. And show him what they know not through flows of hot molasses. Do it like the robot to head spin to boogaloo. Took a few minutes to convince the average boogaloo. It's ugly, like look at you, it's a damn shame. Just remember all caps when you spell the man name. <laughs>